0: If you're struggling with a drug or alcohol addiction, now is the time to take action and get professional help. Call Recovery Centers of America at 1 800 941 2358. You are worthy of recovery from your addiction, and calling RCA will be the first step in getting the help you need. Recovery Centers of America answers the phone and admits patients 24 7. And because safety is a top priority, all patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID 19. Their expert team of physicians and medical professionals will treat you with compassion and dignity and provide an evidence based treatment plan that's custom tailored to your specific needs. Recovery Centers of America has detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. And many of their treatment centers are in-network with insurance providers. So RCA's best-in-class inpatient and outpatient care, which is offered both in-person and via teletherapy, is affordable and accessible. Make this the year you conquer your addiction. Call 1-800-941-2358. 800-941-2358.
1: MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires.
2: MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Tonight, the Winston... Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR by Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Just listen for details during tonight's broadcast by Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevrolet, the cars more champions trust. By Western Auto and Parts America, the official auto parts store of NASCAR. By Moog Chassis Parts. Moog Parts are the only chassis parts officially licensed by NASCAR. By 76 Products. Makers of 76 racing gasoline. By Pontiac Motor Division and the legendary Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. By True Value. Help is just around the corner. The official hardware store of NASCAR, IROC, and garages everywhere by First Brands Corporation, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner and STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner. And by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, lights a sport. drink it up. Before a packed house at Charlotte Motor
3: Speedway, 30 drivers about set to begin the Winston Open, the 50-lap preliminary to the main event, the all-star race that comes up a bit later this evening. Motor Racing Network here, glad to bring it to you live on an absolutely magnificent evening for racing, not a cloud in the sky. Don't think you could ask for any better conditions under which to conduct this all-star event.
4: It's been beautiful weather all day Friday and much the same today. The temperature was up near 80 degrees this afternoon. It's going to be very pleasant here tonight. It is a jam-packed house. We're looking around a little bit early. The fans started coming in as early as 9 o'clock this morning and before noontime today. It was kind of bumper to bumper traffic and uh, there's a few seats here and there but not very
3: many. And that doesn't take into account the many, many seats that have been added here at Charlotte. A huge new grandstand built over turn number two since we were here for the running of this event a year ago. So thousands uh, more fans probably here than there were even last year for this event taking into account those new grandstands. Field rolling off pit road now onto the mile and a half track. They make the first of two pace laps before they'll cut them loose and get the running of the win Instant Open underway. A late added uh, driver to the field, Del McCoury, who has just come from the garage area in his Masters in Ford, and he will join the back of the field now as a 31st driver to run the event. Joe Rutman had been scheduled to be the 32nd driver in the race. He was driving a, a Klausner Furniture Ford out of Michael Waltrip's racing shops, kind of a little R&D effort for the Wood Brothers, if you will. Unfortunately, Joe was uh, involved in an accident during qualifying last night, and the team didn't have a backup car because this was kind of a one-off event for them. So Joe was forced to withdraw from the event. So 31 drivers in the field and on the speedway now they'll be getting the green about a lap and a half away.
4: And it's going to be some fireworks in this one as they said with only one driver advancing from the Winston Open instead of the five that went out of it last year to get into the main event. The heat is on at the front of the pack there's going to be some mad scrambling up there. Can't wait to see the green fall on this one. Tonight's broadcast
3: of the Winston is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing to MRN Radio So leave for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited one to go the signal to the field now they'll be getting the green next time by the Charlotte Motor Speedway a mile and a half around got the uh, double dog leg on the front the two little kinks that turn the front straight away almost into uh, somewhat of a squared off letter D the field working their way now across the second of those dog leg turns and down towards turns one and two where Joe Moore of Hampton Virginia will cover the action for us tonight
1: All of the turns here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway are wide and sweeping allowing the cars to keep up a full head of speed coming in just kind of burp the throttle momentarily and reset it for the run off the back straightaway. The trick here is you can race side by side but you don't want to be the man on the outside. Usually it's the inside lane that yields the pass once they exit turn two and hit the back straightaway. Only if you're really set up well can you make the pass on the outside. We have seen that done before. But again the favorite line is going to be right down on the inside groove working off turn two. And then they scatter down that long back straightaway for a turn in at number three.
4: A lot of things happen up in turns three and four. That's usually the trouble spot here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway if a guy's going to get into the wall or Lose the car, come out from under, but whatever. It'll happen somewhere coming through 3 and 4. And to cover the action up there for us, let's go up to Fred Armstrong from Portland, Oregon.
1: Thanks, Barney. I'll tell you, decisive moves and race car setup are really going to pay off here tonight. As far as making a decision, you want to plant the race car wherever you want it. If you want it on the outside, you have to keep it there. You make lane changes down here, you're going to scrub off speed. As far as the setup, Joe Moore told you if you get to the outside lane, you're going to get passed on the inside. So if you're pushing or loose and you scoot up to the outside, it's a good chance you'll get bypassed out of turn 4.
3: The start has been waved off for another lap. Uh, Delma Coward apparently is not eligible to start this event. He came out of the garage area and joined the tail end of the field, but he is not able to start this event because of not making the minimum speed in practice, apparently. So uh, Delma will have to go back to the garage and will not be eligible for this race, and that's why we have waved off the start, because he's on the racetrack. It doesn't need to be there. Back for the start of the Winston Open in a minute.
0: If you're struggling with a drug or alcohol addiction, now is the time to take action and get professional help. Call Recovery Centers of America at 1-800-941-2358. You are worthy of recovery from your addiction, and calling RCA will be the first step in getting the help you need. Recovery Centers of America answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, and because safety is a top priority, all patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Their expert team of physicians and medical professionals will treat you with compassion and dignity and provide an evidence-based treatment plan that's custom-tailored to your specific needs. Recovery Centers of America has detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest, and many of their treatment centers are in-network with insurance providers. So RCA's best-in-class inpatient and outpatient care, which is offered both in-person and via teletherapy, is affordable and accessible. Make this the year you conquer your addiction. Call one 800 944 412358 800
3: Morgan Shepherd and Dave Marcus both made trips to pit road under the pace laps we'll follow up on those stories in a moment first here comes the field off turn number 4 the pace car heads for pit road Chad Little and Lake speed on the front row 50 laps and only the winner advances to the Winston the green flag comes up in the Winston Open
4: to be a shootout in a hurry as the green flag comes out quick start for the John Deere car as he heads off into turn number one. He got everybody going into the corner and gets out front all by himself as he hits the corner. Chad Little has
1: about a three-car lead in that Pontiac racing for the first time into turn one. Stacked up behind him now. Lake Speed, he rides along in second. Ricky Craven in third. That's going to be the first challenge as he hit the back straight away. Craven drives down low. Looking at the inside of Lake Speed as they climb the banking of turn number three, but he dives down to the bottom of the racetrack. One car moves to the top of the banking. It's Rick Bast. He feels some heat on the inside as he races off turn four.
3: Three wide off turn four. Back for about the 11th spot. Brett Bodine, John Andretti, and Robbie Gordon. Gordon way up high exiting four. He's still
1: three wide on the outside going to one. Robbie Gordon's going to be the winner of that battle coming to turn one. He drove it way up to the top side of the racetrack. Swings around, passing Brett Bodine and John Andretti. He completes that pass but now they're stacked up three wide in front of him. Dick Trickle now making a move to the inside of the racetrack just in front of that three wide maneuver. He'll pick up the position now. Here comes Robbie Gordon.
4: He moves to the top of the banking. The battle there for tenth off turn four. Racing really going on from 11th place on back. It's been two and three wide since they put him under green. At the front of the field, it's a four-car breakaway as they go back to turn to one. Chad Little takes him over to two. Front
1: eight car, single file. The race still for the ninth spot. That's where Robbie Gordon goes to the outside of Joe Nemechek. Gets by, picks off that spot. Now he dives to the inside, trying to get by Robert Presley on the back stretch. Gordon takes it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Presley defends on the low line, but Gordon decides to do it up high. Presley down low. Gordon gets the advance. Now they're side-by-side as they race off the fourth corner to the start finish
3: line Chad Little, Lake Speed, Ricky Craven and Wally Dallenbach, the front four and you've got Rick Mast
1: in fifth sixth is Steve Grissom, they're all single file Steve Grissom the sixth place car then seventh Dick Crickle, all those in single file eighth place is where the battle is once again Robbie Gordon, he'll complete the pass of Robert Presley, now Presley under attack, Joe Niemicek, he'll drive down to the inside and try to pass it three Niemicek gets a nose underneath, he'll go down to the bottom of the racetrack, now they'll go single file, right behind, here's John and ready. He begins to rubble on the outside off
4: turn four. If you wonder why the racing is so intense back there, again, we'll point out that only the winner from this race will move into the main event tonight and have a shot at winning $200,000 if he can win the Winston. They're back in one. Steve Grissom into the top five now making the pass of Rick Bass coming into the
1: corner. Right behind him, another car on the move. Down to the inside, Dick Trickle works his way to the inside. Robbie Gordon on the outside of Dick Trickle. Trickle trying to dig in. He'll lose the position to Gordon. Now he'll go side by side. In the corner as they race off the turn with robert presley trickle
3: racing back there uh about 10th in line as the field works its way off of turn number four we mentioned dave marcus and morgan shepherd both on pit road on the pace laps let's get an update there from tony
5: rizzuti well the problem with dave marcus's car there seems to be a slight skip in the motor the crew isn't sure what is the problem there uh morgan Shepard brought his cruising america pontiac into michael mcswain and the team Apparently, they replaced the power steering in the final practice. There seemed to be some air, so they needed to bleed the fluid just a little. The car seems to be fine now.
4: Now, both these drivers way back toward the tail end of the field. Got a long ways to go if they could have any hope of winning this race here. Right now, six laps go up on the scoreboard as, again, Chad Little takes him back to turn two. Little shows the way. He's got about a car length on the second-place car of Lake Speed. Ricky
1: Craven has been looking for an opportunity to get by at speed for the last couple of laps. For now, they settle down single file. He's been trying to get a nose underneath as they come into turn. Number three, but down the back straightaway, Lake Speed has good speed. So as he shoots into the corner, Craven isn't under, able to get underneath him. So they'll rumble single file
3: off the turn. Looking back about, uh, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ninth in line or so. Dick Trickle and Joe Nemecik continuing to put on a good race there for position. Nemecik and Trickle having gotten side by side a couple of times. For now, they're single file.
1: Trickle takes the position, swinging to the outside lane to pick up the spot. They'll go single file. Now as they work off the corner, front five cars nose the tail, headed to turn three. Joe Nemecik thinking about making a move to the inside of Dick Trickle, down the back straightaway, but Dick Trickle maintains the position. Everybody in the top ten, now single file as they head off turn four
4: and down the short shoot. Mike Skinner, who had a strong car, also trying to work his way up and get to the front of the field. He's going to have to do it in a hurry because 50 laps go by very quickly if this race stays under green. He currently should be about 14th as he works his way back into turn one. Skinner settles in single file, now
1: drawing into the rear deck of the Johnny Vinson car, just ahead of them for 11th. Here's a pass. Hunt Strickland goes up the racetrack on the outside of John Andretti. He completes the pass off turn two. Andrade tags along in the draft down the back straightaway as they shuffle into the corner. Everybody stays single file. Here's Hut Strickland looking to the top of the banking. Now he'll work on Joe Nemechek as they come off turn four. Racing for the ninth and
3: tenth positions. Uh, Nemechek currently tenth. Strickland trying to get that away from him, and he will at the start-finish line. Now begins to work on ninth place. Dick Trickle as they go back to the corner. Single-file
1: coming to the turn. Hut Strickland on the move with a very good handling car. Seems to be in the spots in the turns. For now, he settles in behind the car of Dick Trickle. That's the way they'll work onto the back straightaway. Tracking Trickle down the back straightaway, racing into the third corner. Hutt Strickland picking his lanes. He'll go to the high side. Dick Trickle digs into the bottom of the racetrack. Trickle's machine eases up the banking. Strickland is there, grabs the outside lane. They're side by side.
4: They are door to door when they come off the corner and come down to the start finish line. I tell you what, you thread a fine needle when you go through turn number four, running too deep, particularly the way that car wants to kick out the outside wall. Been surprised that there's been no big scramble to take the lead away from Chad Little. The cars, a couple of them very close up there. Ricky Craven within a car length, but so far he hasn't put a move on. They're back in three.
1: Yeah, like Speed dives to the inside, but Barney, he's getting a good run down the back straightaway, and the deal with Chad Little, he's set up well, so he's able to glue it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Joe
3: Nemechek got way up high in turns one and two. A lap ago, Joe Moore. Cost him about three or four spots. Certainly
1: so, trying to hang on to the car and get a good run up off the turn. Instead, it went way into the outside lane, and he lost a couple of positions. Now settles back in line, trying to regain some of those spots. Now the man behind him goes wide, Johnny Vincent taking the same lane Niemicek did, but he doesn't lose spots. Falls in line on the rear deck of Niemicek. Johnny Benson now taking a look to the inside of Niemicek as they race into turn number three. He can't get the lane. Nemacek defends down low, but Benson is tough on the bottom of the racetrack.
4: He'll hang off the rear deck of Niemicek as they race off turn four. And again, the intensity cranks up back there from about 11th position on to get up to the front of the pack and have a shot at winning this thing as the field goes back to turn one.
1: Single file up front. Lake Speed, though, tightening it up even more on Chad Little. About a car length between those two. Then you've got Ricky Craven in third, and a great battle for fourth on the back stretch. Down the back straightaway, Wally Dahlen back, feeling the pressure. Steve Grissom is there. Dahlen back, takes his machine to the bottom of the racetrack. He, too, is glued on the inside. Now he'll drift up the banking. Grissom tries to pounce off the fourth corner. Not able to get up underneath him, though, as they exit the corner and come to the start-finish line,
3: completing lap 13 of 50 in the Winston Open. Chad Little is still the leader. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you, you can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash Spring Rebate to learn
0: more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. If you're struggling with a drug or alcohol addiction, now is the time to take action and get professional help. Call Recovery Centers of America at 1-800-941-2358. You are worthy of recovery from your addiction, and calling RCA will be the first step in getting the help you need. Recovery Centers of America answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, and because safety is a top priority, all patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Their expert team of physicians and medical professionals will treat you with compassion and dignity and provide an evidence-based treatment plan that's custom-tailored to your specific needs. Recovery Centers of America has detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest, and many of their treatment centers are in-network with insurance providers. So RCA's best-in-class inpatient and outpatient care, which is offered both in-person and via teletherapy, is affordable and accessible. Make this the year you conquer your addiction. Call one 800 944 Four one two three five eight eight hundred nine four one two three five eight.
3: Closing in on the halfway point of the Winston Open at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Chad Little is led from the pole in the drop of the green flag. Now across the stripe at lap number eighteen of fifty, he has about a car length lead on second place, running late speed. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing three cars nose to tail for the lead in the Winston Open, 50 laps with only the winner. Transferring to the Big Bucks All-Star Race later this evening, the Winston. At the start-finish line, Chad Little with plenty of company,
1: Lake Speed, and Ricky Craven right behind him to one. All tightening up, coming back into the turn with all single file. Good racing going on from about the sixth spot on back. Rick Mast has that position, and well, oh, they're really ganging up on him. Robbie Gordon on the charge trying to get by. Johnny Benson looks from the outside. Hunt Strickland and John Andretti all in that pack in turn three. Rick Mass gets it cranked up. Down the back straightaway almost was bypassed just coming off of turn number two by Robbie Gordon, but now Mass goes in the middle of the racetrack. Gordon on the inside, Benson on the high side, trying to go three wide off turn four.
4: Boy, that could have been a bad one coming out of that corner right there. They were three deep, a little give and take, or somebody would have went into the wall as they worked their way back into turn number one. We're seeing a lot of contact out there, Joe Moore. A lot of those
1: cars getting together up front, side by side for the lead. Lake Speed has finally made his move. Speed down to the inside of the racetrack. Drag racing with Chad Little into the corner. Little Pontiac Powers back on the outside. Side by side for the lead of the Winston Open off turn four. Lake Speed
3: having to pinch the car down low off the corner. Chad Little trying to keep it wound up on the outside at the stripe. Chad Little by a fender will retain the lead at lap 21. Lake Speed, though, still up underneath him to
1: one. Speed's got the favored lane down on the inside coming into turn one. Halfway between the corner still dead even. Ricky Craven now making it a three-way battle. He's looking for a chance to make his move. Ricky Craven looking to the inside of the racetrack. Will he go three wide? No. He lets off the throttle, drops back, and Lake Speed gets the edge into turn number two. I should say turn number three. Coming off turn four,
4: Lake Speed leads the way. Lake Speed ran door to door for about two laps around the racetrack. Finally gets the lead away from Chad Little. Now Ricky Craven's thinking about trying to take second away in turn one. Front three cars, nose to tail, coming back to turn one with Lake Speed at the top spot. Chad
1: Little right behind him, Ricky Craven there. It's about to become a four-way battle because Steve Grissom has caught them. Now he tightens up on the back straightaway. Grissom on the tailgate. Ricky Craven down the back straightaway. The front four cars thin out now, just about a car length apart as they all race to the inside of the racetrack. Race Lake Speed leads them off. Turn number four, down the short straightaway.
3: Gary Bradbury has just taken his car back to the garage. Is up in turn four. Robert Presley gets all kinds of out of shape. Back for about the seventh and eighth spots, manages to get the car back under control, but not before he loses four positions. Close call there for Presley as the leaders exit turn two and head
1: down the back stretch. Lake Speed shows the way down the back straightaway the front four cars all single file now Ricky Craven begins to draw up on the rear deck of Chad Little Chad Little plants the Pontiac
4: on the bottom of the racetrack no room for
1: Craven to make the move as they exit turn four
4: and for the moment that battle at the front of the field stabilizes just a little bit it's a four car breakaway, and then a single car Wally Dallenbach, riding along in fifth place from sixth place on back that's been a real scramble Hut Strickland currently hangs on it Johnny Benson and Robbie Gordon go at it tooth and nail in turn one Robbie Gordon got a little bit loose the
1: last time exiting turn two it's costing him now as he comes back back into turns one and two. First, Hunt Strickland gets by, picks up the sixth spot. Now Johnny Benson dives underneath him. He'll get by as well as they hit the back stretch. Robbie Gordon had trouble giving off turn four as well last time. He lost the position to Hunt Strickland. Now he dives into turn number three. He'll pick up the position as he races side by side with Johnny Benson. Now Benson feels some heat on the outside as they race off the fourth corner.
3: Leaders have just taken the halfway signal
1: at the start-finish line. And a good race for second back to the corner. Ricky Craven on the move, finds the lane underneath. Chad Little wide open, gets by, grabs the spot. Here now Steve Grissom trying to get the third spot from Little off turn two. Side by side with Chad Little down the back straightaway, heading into turn number three. Chad Little goes up to the top of the banking, trying to cut off Grissom's advance on the low side, but Steve Grissom digs
4: in there still side by side. Came became obvious about seven or eight laps ago that Chad had a handling problem with the car coming off the corners. Looked like it was pushing pretty much and getting up higher and higher, and once it did, everybody tried to get underneath him. It's cost him a couple of spots. Now he's just trying to hang on to third and turn one. Trying to pull it back
1: down the banking, as you said, Barney, just will not come down at costing him every time he comes into the turn so far though Steve Grissom unable to take advantage he's still up alongside Little for the third spot Grissom is patient down the back straight away waiting for the opportunity to open up and it does again as Chad Little's car bottoms out the sparks fly as he enters the corner he moves to the top of the banking here's Grissom to the inside Grissom not able to get alongside though falls back in
3: line in fourth as Robbie Gordon
1: falls out of the pack
3: and onto the apron of the racetrack in turns three and four 23 laps to go Lake Speed the second leader of the Winston Open Ricky Craven out in front of the Winston Open with 18 laps to go. Only the winner of this event transfers into the running of the Winston that comes up later on tonight here at Charlotte. Motor Racing Network here to bring it to you live. Craven has a new pursuer. Ricky, excuse me, Steve Grissom has moved around Lake Speed into the second spot and now Grissom about two car lengths off Craven's back bumper as we work into the final ten laps. Three cars have gone to the garage in the last several moments. Robbie Gordon went back there a minute ago. Winston Kelly has an update. Why? Well,
6: Mike Yeoman tells us The clutch was slipping on the SAFCO Pontiac. So Robbie just took it to the the garage area. And
3: Tony Rizzutti has an update on what happened to Gary Bradbury and Brett Bodine.
5: Well, it's kind of the same thing out of both these cars' camps. Gary Bradbury had a very bad vibration from the very start. It's a non-points race. He thought it'd be better to just park it. Same with Brett Bodine. The car got loose. It kept getting looser and looser. Once again, rather than tear up a race car, it's better to park it.
4: And Ricky Craven leads them off turn of the four, continuing to lead in the Winston Open, hoping to advance to the main event, the Winston. While the race has kind of settled down for just a moment here, we'll talk with Andy Schindler, the CEO and president of RJR Tobacco Company. Boy, this is a great night, isn't it, for the fans?
7: No, it's beautiful, Barney. It's absolutely perfect weather. I don't think it could be any nicer. Fans are psyched up. The drivers are psyched up. Winston Open here is going good and looking forward to the Winston here in a few minutes.
4: Has this race materialized into what Winston had hoped it would when it uh, came and started doing it way back?
7: I, I Actually, I think it's probably exceeded our expectations. I was talking to T. Wayne today on the way down uh, to the track in uh, the first race, which is our 13th one. Uh, I think there were 25,000 fans at the first race, and I believe we have about 135,000, 150,000 here tonight, so it's it's grown tremendously, and I think it's become this outstanding all-star event that everybody loves, the drivers, the crews, the teams, and the fans
3: a breakfast this morning with Dale Earnhardt and he called this race the most thrilling race of the season. He said beside the race for the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship this is the most thrilling race of the season. You got big fans and the drivers in this event
7: too. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, you could sense that in the drivers meeting, walking around in the, in the pits in the garage uh, this afternoon, all the drivers psyched up talking about how much they enjoy this and how much they look forward to it so it has become a real uh, major event uh,
4: that everybody looks forward to drivers and fans andy we appreciate you coming by for a few minutes i know you need to get back downstairs and do some of the pre-race activity for the main event the winston it's going to be a great evening all right thanks barney good to see you guys Eddie Schindler, president and chief executive officer of the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco
3: Company. The folks from Winston putting on the all-star race tonight here in Charlotte. Three laps to
1: go now. Ricky Craven, Joe Moore, looks like he's got himself a fairly stable lead. I'll say that. He's really tightened up here in the last few moments and starting to stretch out maybe five car lengths over Steve Grissom and five more back to Lake Speed in third. Ricky Craven has been perfect down at this end of the racetrack and this time he'll have to deal with a slower car so Craven can enjoy that inside lane that he's been running so well in. This time he swings to the outside Steve Grissom will have to bypass on the outside as well.
4: Or if Ricky can just hang on and win this thing and advance into the Winston a little bit later in the evening, Alan, this is a break that they really needed. They have been looking for something to really get that team turned in the right direction. This could do it. Ricky Craven has never been
3: in the all-star race to Winston. His best finish in the Winston Open prior to tonight was finishing sixth in this race back in 1995. Of course, you remember Ricky led over 100 laps of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series race here in Charlotte last October, driving then for the Larry Hedrick team. Right now, he's about a lap away from victory in the Winston Open as he comes off the corner looking for the white
4: flag. Coming down to the line looking for that white flag and Steve Grissom turns up the heat. He is within a car length of catching him as a white flag goes out down. And, and oops, oops. No, I
3: messed you up there, Barney. We have ten more laps to go. I was looking at uh, at a wrong number here, so we have ten more laps to go when they come back around next time by and it
4: does look like Steve Grissom's beginning to reel him in. Yeah, Steve really got on the horn coming out of turn number four had closed within a car length. He keeps the heat on over in turn four.
1: Ricky Craven had been able to keep his Chevrolet down on the bottom of the racetrack but this time he does. Steve Grissom gained on him last time, though, as he pushed up the banking. And again, he races off turn four. Grissom on his tail.
3: Probably the time of the race where Grissom tries a couple of different lines to see if there is a particular way getting into and off the corners where he can make a run at Ricky Craven for now. The advantage pretty steady as they're back in one.
1: Grissom may just be waiting, knowing he's got some nine laps to go to make the run then. Keep the tires cool now. Keep the driver inside. He's trying to pass. Make the move later. Get it stabilized as they head to turn three. Two car lengths. The advantage for Craven. Down the back straight. Away way. Grissom doesn't gain a bunch. Maybe about a half a car length on the entrance of the corner. Racing off. Now they're a car length apart as they head down the short chute.
4: Steve keeps the heat turned up. He is still within striking distance as it winds down to nine laps to go. Who's going to win the Winston Open?
3: Mike Wallace has just taken his car to the garage as we close in on the finish of the Winston Open at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Four laps to go, and the leader comes off turn four next time. And Steve Grissom had been closing right up on the back of Ricky Craven. Now, though, in the last couple of laps, he's fallen back off the deck. Perhaps Grissom has used up what he had left to try and make a final charge at Craven.
1: They go back to turn one. Again, it's about five car lengths between the front two coming back into the corner. Craven looking as stable as ever. Grissom also... But again, with that huge depth with in the closing laps. Ricky Craven with about five car lengths down the back straightaway. Craven had been drifting up to the middle of the banking down in turns three and four. That's where Grissom was able to gain up on him a car length or two down this time. As they come into the corner, Craven blues it to the bottom, and he comes very well off turn four down the short shoot.
4: you got to get close enough to make a run on the leader, and right now where Steve Grissom is, he's not close enough to get a run coming down off the banking, either off two or off four. He may be able to catch him in traffic down in the corner and close up a little bit. They're over in turn two.
1: Closing in on the Billy Standridge's car just ahead. Ricky Craven sees that car up in the middle of the racetrack, falls in behind it, now peels to the outside lane to make the pass in three. Craven's forced to the top of the banking as he goes up high, now down to the bottom of the racetrack. Now Grissom has to deal with the lap traffic, so he goes high as well. Still five car lengths off the leader off turn four. It
3: cost him a little bit of momentum and a little bit of ground there as he had to go around the lap car at the critical part of the corner where he wanted to cut low and mash the gas. Now with two laps to go, Craven with a fairly comfortable lead,
1: provided he doesn't slip. Stretches it out even more, coming back into turn one, seven car lengths back, that's where Grissom is, going I have to start closing in if he's going to do anything they're on the back stretch. Ricky Craven on cruise control down the back straightaway heading into turn number three takes his car in the middle of the banking eases it down to the bottom right on the white line Ricky Craven blue to the inside as he races off the fourth turn.
4: A Couple of cars directly ahead but they're not going to come into play to give Steve Grissom anything to hold up the leader where he'll take a shot at him. White flag goes up for the leader as he goes back to turn one. Ricky Craven comes
1: back into turn number one drops the left side tires right down on the white line of the racetrack eases up off the banking Coming off turn number two. Hits the back straightaway. Still the 2nd place man, Steve Grissom. is seven car lengths behind him. Final time. Down the back straightaway. Racing into turn number three. The lap traffic ahead. Kenny Wallace's car. Still about ten car lengths out in front. Shouldn't hold up the leader. Coming around to the checkered flag. Ricky Craven off turn four.
3: Craven down to the start-finish line. He will win the Winston Open. Ricky Craven goes on to the All-Star event later this evening. The Winston with a four-car length victory over Steve Grissom. Grissom coming home in the runner-up spot. It'll be Lake Speed finishing third, Chad Little fourth and unofficially Hutch Strickland will come home in the fifth position, Graven taking the lead at lap number 29 and holding on until the checkered flag and now the Budweiser crew with some decisions to make down on pit road.
8: Well Andy Graves congratulations, it's on to the big show now what happens? Well we'll just go, uh, go run with our two teammates there and see what we can do with the other guys that was pretty good. Any setup changes? No, not really that's Andy Graves the crew chief, as they go to get their car ready for the big show, the Winston. Ricky Craven winning the Winston Open here at
3: Charlotte tonight. He will become the 20th entrant into the all-star race that pays $200,000 to the winner. We'll hear from Craven and some of the other top finishers in the Winston Open and then get you ready for the big bucks shootout that comes up in just a short while. Back at Charlotte, 30 drivers ran 50 laps to try and get into the running of the All-Star race. Later this evening, only Ricky Craven succeeded. He has won the Winston Open by officially .529 seconds over Steve Grissom. We'll hear from the winner in a minute. Right now, let's get a word from the runner-up. He's with Winston Kelly.
6: Steve, you had an awful strong car. You got very close to him there at one time, and then he seemed to pull away toward the end. How about your run?
9: Yeah, I'll tell you, this car is awesome. I mean, this Kodiak team, it's a brand new car for us, and uh, you know, it's an awesome piece, and Unfortunately, we just come up a little bit short, just a little too tight there, and I guess uh, pretty much tore the right front tire off of it. But still, uh, you know, we learned
6: a lot here tonight that
9: uh, definitely help us next Sunday. Well, when
6: we were talking before the race, I asked you, what can you learn running in the hot weather? And you said, ask me in 50 laps. Okay, tell us what you learned. Well, just basically what the track does from the daytime
9: to the nighttime. It's kind of a little bit of a guessing game there. And, uh, you know, with that, we learned a little something here today. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the way we approach this deal is come down here with a brand new car and learn as much as we can. And. No, I say say, I mean, the entire Kodiak team, it's an awesome bunch of guys. They built a good car, strong motor,
6: and, uh, you know, we're just looking forward to next week. Not particularly where he wanted to see me after the race. He wanted
5: to be over there in victory lane, but still a good run for Steve Grissom and the Kodiak Chevrolet.
4: Let's go down and check in with Tony Rizzuti.
5: Well, I've got Chad Little, the pole sitter here. Chad, you seemed to have the field covered at the start, but then the car started to slip back. Yeah, it just got got real tight, and there was, um, you know, not much I could do. It You know, kills uh, all your momentum when it's pushing like that, and... Uh, we're just, uh, we were anticipating it uh, to be a little more slippery out there than it was, and we tightened the car up, and um, we should have left the darn thing alone. But it was really good, and I think we've got something to work on for the 600, so we're awful excited about that. Yeah, fourth-place finish, the pole position, that's got to make you feel really good about the team coming along now. Well, it sure doesn't hurt, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, it makes everyone feel good, and we're awful excited about it and looking forward to uh, next week.
3: That's Chad Little, fourth-place finish today. And in Victory Lane, Ricky Craven celebrating a win in the Winston Open. Jim Phillips is there.
8: Well, big smiles down here. Jimmy Johnson and uh, the guys in the Victory Lane down here with Ricky Craven. is, uh, and We're going to get uh, ready to talk to Ricky in just a moment.
3: Ricky uh, in Victory
8: Lane in a little bit of an unusual manner. He doesn't
3: have his race car. Ricky walked into Victory Lane. His car is being pushed over through the NASCAR technical inspection line and then will be brought back around to be prepared by Andy Graves and the Budweiser team for the Winston. Let's go back now to Jim Phillips with Ricky Craven.
8: Ricky, first, tell us about your progression to the front.
10: Well, uh, Chad and Lake worked pretty hard. day the first 20 laps, and, and I had to let them go because I started to pick up a push with a, the with a Budweiser Chevrolet, and it, uh, but it came back to me. And, uh, you know, Ray Everham had been preaching to me uh, patience and Andy. You know, it's just taken us a little while to settle in, but uh, I really feel like this is exactly what I needed and what the team needed, and maybe this is a boost that will get us back on form.
8: How about when Grissom came up on you there? It looked like he was going to be able to take you, then you pulled away.
10: I honestly thought he had been saving something, you know, and he came on so hard. When he got close to me, it got me loose, but I gritted my teeth, and I remembered what one of the guys said to me at the shop this week. They said, we're going to we're gonna get him, and uh, when you get him down, don't let him back up. And we had the position, and he was going to have to earn it to get by.
8: It's on to the big show. You make many changes.
10: Yeah, that's the only advantage we got right now. We just ran 50 laps. We're going to tune on the Budweiser Chevrolet to uh, to get it uh, a little better than what it just was. I think we got a chance. He thinks he's got a chance. We'll find out. That's Ricky Craven, the winner of
8: the Winston Open.
4: Well, the old car ran good enough that he can uh, hang in there tonight. He's got a shot to stay up in that lead pack. And circumstances play a big deal when you have two 30-lap segments and a 10-lap shootout. Anything can happen. Usually does. So Ricky Craven is going on to the Winston as a result of his win in
3: the Winston Open. The race caution-free. If you're just joining us, Chad Little led the first 21 laps. Then Lake Speed went out in front from his outside pole starting position. He ran second until lap 22. He took the lead for six laps around. And then at lap 29, it was Craven out in front, led until the checkered flag at lap Again, no cautions of the uh, 30 original starters. 26 of them were on the racetrack at the end of the event. Take a look at the finishing order now. From the Winston Open, it is Ricky Craven, the race winner, over Steve Grissom, second, Lake Speed, third, Chad Little, fourth, and Hutch Strickland, fifth, sixth, went to Wally Dallenbach. Johnny Benson was seventh, John Andretti, eighth, Ken Schrader was ninth, and Mike Skinner rounded out the top ten
4: of the finishers in the Winston Open. Finishing 11th was Ted Musgrave. 12th will go to Dick Trickle. 13th to Rick Wilson. 14th to Bobby Hillen. Finishing in 15th is Rick Mass. 17th, make that 16th, will go to Jeremy Mayfield. 17th will be Morgan Shepard. 18th will be Derek Cope. Nineteenth finisher was uh, the car of Joan Nemechek. Twentieth
3: in the Winston Open is the machine that was driven by David Green. Twenty-first finisher, Robert Presley. Twenty-second, Ed Barrier. Twenty-third, Kenny Wallace. Twenty-fourth, Billy Standridge. Randy McDonald finished 25th. Twenty-six went to Mike Wallace. Dave Marcus, 27th. Twenty-eighth, Robbie Gordon. Brett Bodine, 29th. And Gary Bradbury finished 30th. This recap of the Winston Open, sponsored by Sports Image. Race fans, if you're looking for quality racing apparel and souvenirs, for Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, Darrell Waltrip, and many more, look no further than the GM dealership, GM Pro Shop, or Sports Image retail specialty store near you. You'll find a variety of souvenirs and apparel to help you show your support for your favorite driver. Remember, you want quality and variety, you want sports image, racing apparel, and souvenirs. The Winston Open is history. Ricky Craven goes on to the Winston. We'll get you set for the running of the All-Star Race. For the 13th time, they'll go at it with $200,000 up for the win. Those cars will be getting gridded in just a moment. Back at Charlotte, getting ready for the 13th running of the Winston. The All-Star Race, 20 drivers to go a little bit over 100 miles, with some $200,000 on the line for the winner. The race to be run in three segments, 30 laps, then 30 laps,
4: and a final 10-lap sprint to the checkered flag. Always spectacular and always exciting. Well, the first segment, usually you kind of get a feel for how the race is going to go. A lot of times, the guys, as we say, when we invert the field in that second half, I talked to a lot of teams down there, and I'm sure you did too in the last couple of days, and they said if our car is that bad in the first half, we're not going to worry about it because we're still going to get a good starting position in the second half. You kind of are caught in a dilemma. If you win the first segment and then you go to the back of the field, it's a disadvantage. A lot of money up for grabs in each segment, so... You Really, its a lot of strategy comes into play. It just depends on how good you feel that race car is.
3: 50000 to win each segment of the Winston, so you don't want to lay back in that first uh, l- uh, 30 laps if you can. You want to go up front and collect the cash and then take your lumps in the second half, figuring if you had a good enough car to get to the front by the end of lap 30... You'll have a good enough car to get to the uh, front by the end of lap 60. The Winston coming up shortly here at Charlotte. Want to take a couple minutes, say hello to Dean Kessel, the sports marketing specialist for Lowe's. Lowe's, the uh, official home improvement store of NASCAR. I was just chatting with Dean a minute ago. They've opened up a brand-new, big, super-huge Lowe's store in Huntersville, North Carolina, just down the road from my house, and I'm very grateful for that. And we're grateful that you're grateful.
11: Uh, i dropped a lot of money with you here lately on our new house up here. Well, we'll make more product for you, Alan. There you go. Uh, it's, uh, it's just been an exciting venture for Lowe's home. improvement warehouse Uh, this is our third year as a primary sponsor on the winston cup circuit our first year with the richard childress racing organization and uh, driver mike skinner just a fantastic uh, venue for our company uh, as we continue to grow across the country
3: lowes has a lot of partners in its uh, racing program we see on the side of mike skinner's
11: car and so forth that's correct alan it's a it's a vendor partner organization that we've uh, developed with our primary sponsorship and with the uh, 31 car we've got uh, owens corning uh, Valspar paints southeast wood MTD, yard and m c d yard yeah. machines yeah it 's all all collectively together on this uh, organization and it's uh, it 's been a great deal. everybody has been with us since the beginning in ninety five and uh we're we're headed forward in the future at your particular store locations response from race fans to the local managers and employees hear about it absolutely and you wouldn 't believe the feedback we 're getting now uh especially when Mike won the poll in Daytona. it was just yeah. phenomenal uh the stores really get excited about it and it's a great rallying point for our entire organization dean we appreciate lowe's involvement in nascar racing
3: and with motor racing network and good to see you hadn't seen you in a little while thanks for coming by thank you dean castle sports marketing specialist for lowe's the official home improvement store of nascar and barney that big old lowe's home improvement warehouse near my house in uh, north carolina here has collected a pretty good bit of my money it's a
4: great store got a lot a lot of things in there, I'll have to come up and see what all you're doing and remodeling. I like to see your carpenter can, expertise, so to speak. It can be a project. I, I they
3: tell me uh, every time I get out and do something don't quit my day job because I'm not going to make a living as a tradesman, that's for sure. Drivers beginning to be introduced to the crowd here at Charlotte for the Winston as we get set for the running of the All-Star Race. Right now the cars for the event being pushed out from where they were behind the wall in the NASCAR Winston Cup garage onto the racetrack by the teams and the drivers following their car out of the garage in the back of a, a white Chevy Camaro pace car and coming out to be paraded around in front of the grandstands uh, before the race fans and uh, The 100,000-plus race fans here giving loud cheers to their favorites as they make their way around the racetrack and get an up-close view of uh, those drivers. Take a minute and update you on a couple of other things that are happening around racing. First of all, earlier tonight, the Arca Bondo Marhide Series running a 100-mile event here at Charlotte. Mark Thompson, the veteran from Cartersville, Georgia, getting his first Arca Series win, holding off Ed Barrier, Gary Layton, Jerry Nadeau, and Matt Hunter for the win. Good to see Mark Thompson in Victory Lane had finished second like four or five times in these Arca Super Speedway races. Got to Victory Lane here tonight. The Arca Series running here at Charlotte again on Wednesday evening. Qualifying this afternoon at the Nazareth Speedway in Pennsylvania for the NASCAR Busch Series and their 200-mile event tomorrow afternoon. Elliot Sadler taking the pole position over Todd Bodine. Hermie Sadler will start third. Jeff Green fourth. Glenn Allen, Jr. fifth. Rest of the top ten starters, Steve Park, Joe Bessie, Randy LaJoy, Kevin LePage, and Phil Parsons. And Motor Racing Network has live coverage of the Core States Advantage 200 for the NASCAR Busch Series. That's tomorrow from Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Our broadcast at 1245 Eastern Time. Hope that you will join us if you're up in that area. It's always a great race at that five-turn mile. That has to be one of the most unique racetracks in the country for an oval and uh, just kind of produces some exciting racing by the very nature of the racetrack. It's a compromised racetrack, as they say.
4: Yeah, I haven't been up there in a lot of years. Uh, when we used to go up and do bush races or I broadcast some up there, I always enjoyed going to Nazareth. And uh, as you said, it kind of puts a different little bit of pressure on the driver when they go there because driver ability can either win it or lose it for you we're just watching what's going on here in front of us Alan, as they're pushing the cars out where you're talking about i think this is what makes the winston so great is the fans are all up against the fence they've all got cameras you see the flash bulbs going off all night long here at the speedway during the race during the pre-race activity the drivers coming around in the convertibles get close enough to the fence that the fans can yell at them whatever they want to and take the pictures and all that it's just such a great night and as As the people from Winston have said over the years, this race is for the fans.
3: And it has certainly turned into a race the fans remember by the things that have happened on the racetrack. Right from the very first running of the Winston in 1985, a tone was kind of established that wild and sort of unexpected things would happen during the running of these races. We'll talk about some of the past runnings of the Winston and the excitement that we expect to see repeated here again tonight as we get you ready for the All-Star Race. It'll begin very shortly. Back in Charlotte getting ready for the 13th running of the Winston. The all-star race. This event begun back in 1985 to be an event for the fans. A lot of money on the line for a short race for the drivers and Barney right from the waving of the checkered flag in that very first
4: event at 85.
3: This race kind of set the tone for unusual and strange happenings.
4: Yeah, nobody really knew what to expect and Darrell Waltrip ended up winning that first race. I reminisced a little bit with him yesterday down in the truck and he remembers winning that first Winston and how big it was for everybody.
12: Yeah, it, it, it was a big deal you know uh the very first one and it was uh it was on saturday before the 600 you know and they flew uh winston made a big deal out of it elliott was going for the winston million and so there was a lot of hype going on with that and then uh winston flew all the press down from indianapolis that saturday afternoon to see the first race uh Chevrolet and junior and everybody would, uh, they built a special motor for the car. It was a special car. It had been to the wind tunnel. We had tested here umpteen times with uh, more computer data than I'd ever seen in a race car, similar to what we do today. So uh, it was all geared toward winning that very first one. That was important to Junior. He just wanted to always you know, be able to say he won the first one. And uh, that, I didn't know if he was going to be able to do it or not. It didn't look too good there for a little while, but nonetheless, uh, we chased Harry down and passed him and won the dadgum racing. Thing went up in smoke as I crossed the line.
4: Couldn't have a, a better finish to that first Winston than that one. He also said that, I asked him if it was as intense in that first race, if he remembered the intensity being like it is nowadays. And he said, yes, it was, for the simple reason that nobody had ever heard of winning $200,000 for a short race like that.
3: And so that Darrell
4: Waltrip spectacular
3: finish to the first Winston setting the tone for many spectacular races yet to come. Dale Earnhardt won one that's remembered very much to this day as being one of the more exciting runnings of the Winston. It's back in 1987, Dale, Jeff Bodine, and Bill Elliott basically had a war on the racetrack beating and banging and bouncing all over each other at one point Earnhardt and Elliot were bouncing off each other so hard Earnhardt was racing Elliot in the grass down the front straightaway
13: well it' was a pretty exciting day you know we had several little spins and I dodged one wreck with Bodine and uh, Elliot got into it and uh, later on Elliot and I sort of got to going at it and we was bumping around and bumping through the grass and just it was just a heck of a race an exciting day really that ended up we came out on top at the end and I'm fortunate really i mean we had a lot of chances not to, not to finish but pretty amazing race really and uh, i think that's the one that we remember the most
3: Dale Earnhardt remembering his win in the 1987 running of the Winston. Uh, they call it the pass in the grass. We've come to talk among ourselves about whether he really passed him in the grass or not. More like he just raced him in the grass and held on to the lead, but still a uh, pretty good uh, label to hang on the race there, the pass in the grass, and Earnhardt winning the Winston back in 1987.
4: They talked about that for a long time, that he just kept the car in a straight line. That was a miracle in itself. 1992, remember
3: when Kyle Petty and Davey Allison came, in cr- came crashing across the start-finish line. I talked with Kyle about that the other day. He said the neat thing about that was Davey and I never had any cross words about it. He said we both understood and we both knew we were just racing hard for a lot of money. He said everybody else wanted to make a bigger deal out of it than Davey and I did. He said we didn't have any hard problems about it with each other and that's one of the neat things he remembers about that. There was 89 when Rusty and Darrell got together off turn 4 with Darrell spinning into the grass and Rusty winning the race and Darrell saying I hope he chokes on that $200,000 after the race and then there was last year when Michael Waltrip, after starting 20th, getting into the race by finishing fifth in the Winston Open, finds himself on the final restart with 10 laps to go, fourth outside of Rusty Wallace, behind Dale Earnhardt and Terry Labonte.
9: The start with 10 laps to go was was exciting, and I knew I knew it would be when we uh, were setting on pit road prior to the 10 laps, and we had worked ourselves in a position to start uh, on the outside of the second row. I said, uh, "This is pretty good. This is a good place to to see what happens from." and uh, on the break we got around rusty and and uh dale and terry went into one and you know nobody's gonna give and, and they got together a little bit and uh, there was just enough room for me to squirt through there and probably the key to winning the race to me was when i did shoot through there went through turns one uh, three and four and back through one and two the car was handling perfect and i said i don't think they're gonna catch me and uh, that that was the case we left from there uh, it's pretty gratifying to line up behind three Winston Cup champions with ten laps to go and, and beat them and win the race. Uh, made it for a real special night and and uh, something I'll never forget.
3: Michael's celebration in victory lane was also very emotional, very spontaneous, and something that a lot of us who saw it will never forget. Michael Waltrip winning the latest running of the Winston, the latest spectacular finish in the all-star race, number 13, of the Winston. Set to get underway here in Charlotte. Just a few moments when we come back we'll go trackside and hear from some of the drivers in tonight's race driver introductions moving rapidly along the pole winner for the Winston Bill Elliott has just been introduced to the crowd here at Charlotte beginning to be paraded around the speedway in the convertible car most of the other drivers having been introduced already making their way to their machines which are lined up along the main straightaway kind of backed in along the grass that separates the dog leg area the racetrack from pit road and last in line actually now next to last because of Ricky Craven's addition to the end of the field as winner of the Winston Open next to last in the field is Jeff Gordon One of the favorites to win the poll last night. If you weren't with us for qualifying, Gordon came off turn four down pit road. Way too fast to be able to get stopped in time for the mandatory two-tire change that had to happen in his qualifying run for the Winston. So Gordon did not get an official qualifying result, and he starts 19th in the race tonight. Jim Phillips is with Jeff Gordon to see what he thinks about his chances to get to the front in this first 30 laps.
8: Well, I'll tell you, Jeff, you opened up everybody's eyes last night but it was not the way you wanted to. But how good is this car right now to open them up tonight the right way?
14: I opened my eyes up last night, too. Uh, I tell you, it's a shame that we're not starting up front, but uh, this car is very good. Uh, It's probably uh, comparable to the 95 car that we had in that Winston. And, uh, you know, the competition gets tougher and tougher. It's hard to come from the back to the front, but we're going to give it our best shot.
8: Where do you think you have to be in that last segment to have a chance to win?
14: Top five. Uh, I think you got to be in the top five, and that's our plan. Uh, sure, we'd like to win all three legs, but getting that top five, and we got something for him. I guarantee it.
8: Well, I guarantee you too. 1995 winner Jeff Gordon, as Alan pointed out, starting 19th tonight, but just give him a starting position, and he'll do something.
3: And that car Jeff Gordon is driving is a new developmental chassis for Hendrick Motorsports it's actually what Ray Evernham calls an experimental chassis he said it is something they decided they'd like to try tested it once several weeks back down in Texas had Gary Nelson the NASCAR Winston Cup Series director come to their shops look it over and approve it
4: they wanted to try it under non-championship conditions tonight just see how it's going to work out in the race It'd be absolutely perfect conditions to do that here one of the gentlemen who is in the field tonight will be making his first start in the Winston, and that's Bobby Hamilton. Let's get his thoughts on how, what he's thinking as he gets ready to go here shortly. I believe Tony Rizzuti has caught up with him.
5: Well, Bobby, this is your very first Winston. What do you think of all this pageantry, and how about your chances here tonight? Hey, we got as good a chance as anybody.
15: We've seen how that goes uh, when that Michael won it last year. But I tell you what, it's great to see all the hype of the fans and all. They're real excited. It reminds me of being at National Raceway on Saturday night again.
5: That's Bobby Hamilton. He'll start 13th in the STP Pontiac. Of the former winners that are
3: in the field, Terry Labonte on that list. Terry, the winner of this event, the Winston, back in uh, 1988 at that point. His 11th uh, appearance in this running of the All-Star Race. He's been in it every year except one, excuse me, his 12th appearance in the Winston. And he will take the green flag this evening a little bit farther back than he might have liked in the 11th position. Winston Kelly's with Terry Labonte.
6: And he was also in that, that excitement last year. Terry just talked to Gary DeHart, the crew chief. He said... He thought this car was as strong as anybody in the field. You share that that opinion? Well, it was pretty good in practice. Uh, you know, the conditions tonight are a little bit different than they were this afternoon, so I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to have to adjust on it. So, uh, you know, the most important thing is that we get a good starting spot for that last segment and, uh, you know, get the car right for 10 laps. Now, that's Terry Labonte. He'll roll off 11th here in this first segment.
4: Well, there's a lot of potential winners in there, Alan. There's no question about that. It's going to be interesting to see how some of the guys in the back play it if they can't get up close enough to the front to have a shot at winning that first segment. I think you're going to see some strategy. A lot of guys have changed how they feel about running that first segment, and if the car's not good enough to get up there and you don't have time to get on pit road and adjust it, makes a lot of sense to me it's just another strategy to kind of stay back there because you're going to have a better starting position for segment two
3: well as jeff gordon said last night after his uh, qualifying run didn't turn out as well as he would have hoped he said well we'll give it all we can in the first part of the first segment of the race see if we can get to the front if at a certain point we don't think we've got the horse underneath us, we may position ourselves for the second segment, meaning get as finish as far back as possible. So when they invert the field, he's as far up as possible for the second 30-lap segment in the Winston. Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt, the front row starters, walking from the back of the grid up toward the front now. Bill with his son Chase in his arms as he makes his way toward the front of the grid. Dale walking alongside wife Teresa. Mobs of photographers surrounding the drivers now as they work their way toward their machines and get ready to get strapped in for tonight's running of the winston Elliot of course winning the pole last night and the fifty thousand dollars that goes along with it with, with his three lap and a pit stop qualifying run in just a little bit over 113 seconds a new qualifying record for the running of the winston jim phillips is about to sidle up alongside the mcdonald's ford driver. see what he thinks about his chances to win tonight
8: well he's got his son in his arms and we'll make a little brisk walk bill how's your chances tonight
15: We'll just have to wait and see. I think the McDonald's Ford's running well, but you know how these deals go. You just got to strap in and hang on. Hey, a little history here. Ten years
8: ago, good Earnhardt started on the front row. They had some fireworks that day. Yeah,
15: that's quite a deal that that year, but we'll have to see how, how tonight goes.
8: Bill Elliott, he's got the best start of anybody. He's starting on the Bush Pole for the
4: Winston 1997. Well, he's about as pumped up as I've seen him in a long time. Now, Dale Earnhardt, he has won this thing three times. Let's see if we can get his thoughts right now.
6: Dale, they say that this race is made for a Dale Earnhardt-type driver. Is tonight the night to make it the fourth one.
13: Well, I don't know. It's, I think it's made for all of us, really. Elliott likes this kind of race, too. Qualified, I was strong. Sort of a 10-year anniversary me and Bill here. We talked to both Larry McReynolds. He's getting a kiss
6: from his lovely wife, Teresa. We talked, Dale. We talked to both Larry McReynolds and Bobby Hutchins. They said, You guys are about as pumped up as you've been. Dale kind of climbing in his car right now. He's going to get a last minute thought from Max Helton, one of the ministers that travels with the circuit. He'll roll off second.
4: Dale got his game face on tonight. I'll tell you what. It's not hard to get excited when it's $200,000 on the line, and you can win even more than that should you win all three segments. Pretty easy to get pumped up about that kind of money.
3: Mentioned earlier, I did a breakfast this morning with Dale Earnhardt. He is driving the uh, orange Wheaties colored car here today. I'll tell you what, Earnhardt believes he can win this race tonight. It feels like nothing would turn his team around more and get them believing, as he does, that they can still win that eighth NASCAR Winston Cup championship this year than to use a victory in the Winston as the springboard toward that title. Drivers strapping into their machines, getting ready for the running of the Winston. The all-star race from Charlotte, Michael Waltrip, the defending champion of this event, got into the race through the Winston Open a year ago. He is starting fourth here tonight. Let's see uh, what he thinks about his chances to win in a Dalmatian paint-schemed
5: car. Michael Waltrip with the new paint scheme. He's the defending champion of the Winston, and he'll roll off fourth here today. Michael, you're the defending champ. Last year, you didn't have anything to lose. This year, you're trying to... Michael, getting a... little Real quick, Michael, getting a last-minute talk with Lynn Wood. We're going to try to get in here and get a word with him just real quick. All right. Michael, you're the defending champion last year. You had nothing to lose. What's your strategy this year? I think it's the same. Uh, this race is
9: awesome. It's uh, such a big deal for all the teams and the fans, and we just appreciate everything that Winston does for us through this sport. And, uh, you know, we're starting in a good position. We can learn what our car wants in the first 30 laps. Try to be strong in the next 30 and get into a position to line up maybe about right here again. Fourth worked out pretty good last year. If we could start here with the sit-go forward uh, that we've nicknamed Dottie with all the spots on it, we'll be happy.
5: That's Michael Waltrip, the defending champ, rolls off fourth. Tell you
4: who else would like to win this thing tonight would be Dale Jarrett. He starts back in row three in sixth position. Let's get his thoughts. And he's getting last-minute thoughts from crew chief Todd Parrott. Dale?
6: Normally in a sprint race, there's no strategy. But with the inverted field, does that change how you approach this first segment?
15: Well, I think certainly if your car is not good enough to really get out and go in the front and win it, then you need to look at getting towards the back and, uh, you know, starting as far up front in that second segment as you can.
6: Is your strong enough to go to the front in the first segment?
15: Uh, we're pretty good, but there's some cars that are a little better. The 18 car, I know the 24 is starting way back, but he's awful good, and Dale Earnhardt's awful good. So we'll just have to see. I uh, want to wish my wife a happy birthday Kelly's uh, birthday's today. Hopefully we can bring this victory home for.
16: Her. Dale Jarrett
3: rolls off 6 here in the first segment. All 20 drivers now strapped into their machines, the crew chiefs uh, getting their last minute words in, the window nets beginning to be cinched up, and now down along the start finish line they're getting ready to give the command to fire the engines and get this uh, race, the Winston underway for tonight here in Charlotte. Let us pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The Winston, the all-star race, about to get underway. The first 30-lap segment paying $50,000 to the winner. Then they invert the field from the finish at lap 30 and restart them in backwards order for the second 30 laps. The caution flag for four laps. Then we line them up double wide and go 10 laps for the $200,000 win. It's been a spectacular format for this race. We expect more of the same here tonight. They'll be firing the engines in a moment.
2: Tonight's The Winston on MRN Radio is sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford truck lately? By Smooth Bush Beer, and easy-drinking Bush Life, Bush, the official beer of NASCAR. By Quaker State, the motor oil that exceeds the highest standards in North America for engine protection. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. By Wix Filters, used by more NASCAR race teams. Wix Filters for NASCAR and your car. By Fleetwood, for the best built, best value recreational vehicles. Go with the leader. Go with Fleetwood. By McDonald's, check the speed and accuracy of NASCAR's official drive through. And by World Championship Wrestling, don't miss the Slammeree pay per view on Sunday, May 18th at 7 p.m. The field of 20 starters in
3: the Winston has just rolled from their grid positions along the main straightaway, beginning to form up double-wide now, behind the Chevrolet Monte Carlo pace car. They'll roll off for a couple of trips around the Charlotte Motor Speedway at reduced speed, and then turn them loose for the first 30-lap segment in the Winston. Glad you've joined us as Motor Racing Network brings you the All-Star Race live tonight from Charlotte. Earlier this evening, Ricky Craven won the Winston Open, the 50-lap sprint, and transferred into the main event in the 20th and final starting position. And now the 100,000-plus
4: race fans here at Charlotte are all on their feet, charged up, and ready for the green flag. They are indeed that. The fireworks beginning to go off down between turns one and two. That's just the preliminary to the fireworks that'll be going off on the racetrack here in just a moment. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Back in 20th will be Ricky Craven. Jeff Gordon will start 19th. The 18th starter will be Jimmy Spencer. Darrell Waltrip squares off from 17th spot. Starting 16th is Ernie Irvin. Kyle Petty goes from 15th. It'll be Ward Burton in 14th. Bob be Hamilton 13th Ricky Rudd goes from 12th and starting 11th is Terry Labonte the 10th place starters Jeff Bodine Jeff
3: Burton will go for the ninth position eighth starters Mark Martin Rusty Wallace starts seventh sixth position will be Dale Jarrett with Bobby Labonte rolling from fifth starting fourth the a champion of the race Michael Waltrip Sterling Marlin will roll from the inside of row two in third position and on the front row outside Dale Earnhardt the only three-time winner of the Winston and on the pole Bill Elliott the 1986 winner of the event, Elliott qualifying his McDonald's Ford on the pole last night in that special three laps with a pit stop in the middle qualifying session that was held here at the racetrack. Later on in tonight's broadcast, Barney and I depict the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award, the driver experiencing the biggest break, good or bad, during the Winston. We'll see $500 donated on their behalf to Racing for Kids magazine to promote education and reading from Raybestos Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. Well, there's just something about this race, Barney. We've talked about it a bit earlier this evening, but it it was not really making itself evident necessarily to the hair on my arms until they get the field out on the racetrack and the flashbulbs begin to explode in the grandstands like they do now, the fireworks going off, the anticipation
4: of a great race. It's just all here, and it's built to this moment right now. It is quite a show here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And as we were talking with Andy Schindler a little bit earlier, the CEO and president of R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company who began the winston all-star race back in 1985 i think it has reached its peak what would you say in 92 once they put it under yep, the lights here definitely. at charlotte i mean it had a good attendance fans enjoyed it but since they have gone to this format here and doing it at charlotte under the lights i think that's when it really arrived and this
3: race has been
4: spectacular most every year since
3: then and we expect more of the same tonight On the racetrack now, the field working its way behind the pace car, around the racetrack. A couple of more pace laps to go before we turn them loose and get this event underway. This uh, race tonight featuring 19 drivers who have been the most recent race winners on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. Most of them getting in through victories last season. A couple of them getting in because they are former NASCAR Winston Cup champions. And a couple of more getting in because they uh, did not have a full field after last year's winners. And they uh, went back a couple of years to finish out filling the through former winners, wanted to get back to where it was only previous race winners that were in the race and cut down the number of spots to transferred from the preliminary event to just one, which is as it should be. This is a very exclusive event and all the drivers spoke in favor of that change in the eligibility requirements for the Winston that were made for this year.
4: Yeah, I think that was well received by every driver that we talked to that this race should be for drivers who have won a Winston Cup race or been a Winston Cup champion or won a Winston Open here or that type format. You are a winner if you're in this event. Of course there's only going to be one winner that will come away with the overall big bucks here tonight. Two $200,000 to the winner in that last segment if he can lead, and $50,000 for winning either one of the 30 lap segments. It's just there's everything up for grabs here. There's no points, as you said a moment ago. This is not a Winston Cup points race. You can bend the sheet metal, you can wrinkle it up, it doesn't matter. You don't really lose anything except. You want to have a race car there with the capability of winning in those final 10 laps.
3: Nine former winners in the 12 previous runnings of the Winston. Eight of them active in the field tonight. And now the field inside of one lap to go before the start. Working its way over in front of Joe Moore in turns one and two.
1: Once again, Alan, the story in this race, just like in the Winston Open, is coming off turn two, you want to be down on the inside lane. A couple times we saw guys get a good run coming through the trioval on the outside. Once they come off turn two, the momentum goes away. It's the inside lane that pays off. So if you do make the pass coming into the corner quickly, you want to get back down in front of the guy you've passed and take that inside lane off turn two onto the back straightaway. We'll follow the action once again in the All-Star
4: race tonight from turns one and two. And as they sweep off turn number two and head down that back straightaway, you see flash bulbs going off all through the new back grandstand that they have built over there. They'll be sweeping up into turns three and four, getting ready to take the green this time around. And again, let's hear from Fred Armstrong up in turn four.
1: Barney, you heard Chad Little and Lake Speed both talk about how they develop pushes their race cars in the Winston Open and that really cost them positions. You have to make the car rotate through the corner and you've got to get to the inside down in turns three and four to really get off the corner and get a run down that short straightaway. We're up on top of the big grandstand on the exit of turn four with a spectacular view of this end of the racetrack.
3: The start has been held up as the caution lights have come back on around the racetrack and the lights, excuse me, they have not. The lights have gone out atop the pace car and here comes the field now as it works its way down to the start finish line and we're ready for the start of the Winston.
4: The green does come out and as they hauled off into turn number one. Bill Elliott gets out front, single file. Earnhardt tucks in right behind him. They break away in turn one.
1: Elliott leads the charge for the first time into turn one with Earnhardt just behind him. Sterling Marlin third, and it's Michael Walter fourth. First challenge for the sixth spot. That is where Mark Martin goes to the outside of Rusty Wallace. Mark Martin on the outside of the racetrack. Rusty Wallace on the inside. They'll battle for seventh. Down the back straightaway heading into turn number three. Martin up top gets the position. Burton on the outside follows his tires tracks off the corner. Bill Elliott will lead. Lap number one to the Winston. A car
3: length and a half over Earnhardt. Marlin single file in third. Double wide for fourth. Dale Jarrett inside
1: of Michael Waltrip. Jarrett sees the opening there. Goes forward as he sticks the nose of his four down to the inside. He'll pick up the spot. Now Bobby Lavani tries to follow the lane down to the inside. Up front, Dale Earnhardt's on the move. Breaks out of the draft to the inside of the racetrack. Side by side for the lead. Give it to Earnhardt on the entrance of turn number three. Elliott drops back in line. Now Earnhardt goes up the banking. Here
4: comes Elliott to the inside. He has the lead. Talk about intensity at the front of the pack. Earnhardt took the lead. The car squirreled up a little bit in the middle of the corner, and Bill under, immediately dived underneath him. Now Earnhardt's having trouble hanging on to second in turn one. Sterling Marlin won't miss the opportunity. He dives down low because
1: Earnhardt went high side by side. This is the race for second, but Earnhardt gets the good run off turn two, hanging on to the second spot for now. Now Dale Jarrett works on Sterling Marlin down the back straight away for third. Marlin has the preferred inside line and gets good speed down the back chute. Here comes Jarrett to the outside, side by side for third off turn four. Jarrett tries to drive alongside. And one
3: car spins off turn four. Bobby Labonte may have had contact with Mark Martin. He spins back up onto the racetrack. Oh, Jeff Burton and Ernie Irvin barely squeezed by. Same with Jimmy Spencer. A masterful piece of driving as Bobby Labonte came back across the racetrack crossways on the main straightaway. Somehow everybody got by, but we're under the caution flag for the first time at lap number three. Bobby Labonte comes spinning out of the middle of the pack in turn number four in close quarters racing with Mark Martin and others but gets away okay we're under the yellow flag as we come back to Charlotte the field going to get the signal one lap and we'll go back green flag racing when they come to the start finish line this time Jeff Bodine and Bobby Labonte on pit road under this caution let's start with an update on Labonte's car uh, people getting the update there for us down in the Interstate Battery Team's pit, so we'll get word there on what is wrong with Bobby Labonte's car in just a minute. Also, Jeff Bodine was along pit road. Tony Rizzuti has an update there.
5: Well, Jeff Bodine brought the uh, QVC Ford down to Pat Tyson and the crew. He's complaining that the car is just pushing really bad. They put some wedge into the car. They that hope that'll correct it.
4: I think, Alan, what they were doing on Bobby's car is, as you said, the roof flap was uh, up on the car. They... Just made sure everything was a-okay and sent him back out of the Wanted speedway.
8: Jimmy Maycard, Jimmy. Jimmy, damage out of that? No, no
13: car's fine. Just, uh, you know, kind of a shame. You know, we, we knew some people were gonna get a little antsy there at the start. It was this uh, Mark got a little antsy and got uh, got into the back of Bobby and turned him, and we we're real fortunate not to not to hit anything. Nobody hit us. Everything's okay. Uh, just uh, a little farther back in the field than we uh, planned on me at this time.
8: That's crew chief Jimmy Maycar for Bobby Labonte. True Value
3: Hardware Stores and MRN Radio congratulate Mark Martin for being selected the True Value Man of the Race Award winner for scoring his second consecutive win of the season and 20th of his NASCAR Winston Cup Series career. He did that last Saturday at the Talladega Super Speedway. True Value presenting Mark a check in the amount of $1,000. His designated charity, which is Motor Racing Outreach, also gets an additional
4: $1,000. Well, I think the restart has been waived off. They're going to check the racetrack a little bit more before they put them back under green flag conditions. We're talking about that accident just a moment ago that happened off turn number four and Bobby Labonte skidded all the way down on the grass, came right back up in the racing surface and there was still half the field to get by him. I was just amazed when you see something like that happen and realize how good these guys are at what they do that nobody made contact there with him. And, and got into him, because as you said, he was right up he was kind of a sitting duck, so to speak sitting yep. out in the middle of the racetrack, and everybody gets by and they were closing on him at a very rapid rate of speed, Figure they were doing a good 170
3: 180 anyway, even having cracked the throttle, still rolling at at least better than 150, and everybody managed to find the hole and squeeze by and not get into uh, Bobby, so some amazing skill on the part of these drivers they're the best in the business, that's why they're on the racetrack tonight in the All-Star
4: event. Yeah, there's no question they are a special breed of people, and with only about 60 of those kind of drivers in the entire world. They've got to be something special. Jeff Burton makes a quick pit stop and he will join the tail end of the field as I think this time we're getting ready to go back to green. And all restarts in the All-Star event are
3: double file. So they double the field back up, putting Dale Earnhardt back on the outside of Bill Elliott in the first row. Dale Jarrett now on the inside of row two. Sterling Marlin on the outside. Then double wide behind them would be Michael Waltrip and Mark Martin, followed by Terry Labonte and Rusty Wallace. Those are the first four rows as we get set for the restart. Green will wave at lap number eight. We go to lap number 30. Take the caution flag there. $50,000 to the leader at that point. And then the field inverted for the start of the second 30 laps.
4: Didn't take but a minute to figure out that Earnhardt was a man on a mission the way he went after the lead over there. But it also doesn't take but a minute to see that that car kicked up on him up in the middle of three and four. Let's see if it works again this time. Here they come down to the line. Green flag goes back in the air. Bill Elliott sets sail. Gets a good restart. Earnhardt hangs with him on the outside. He may not be able to get around as they go door to door in turn one.
1: Earnhardt pulls even. Now gets a nose at it front. And again, he's using the outside lane. What he wants to do is get around Elliott and shove back out on the inside. He'll complete that task. Now Elliott's got to worry about Dale Jarrett. He's on the move down low. Two Ford side by side for second. Down the back straightaway. Dale Jarrett runs down to the inside of the racetrack. Elliott goes up high. Give Dale Jarrett the second position. But here comes Elliott back. Still side by side
3: off the fourth corner. Elliott trying to hang with Jarrett off the corner. Jarrett will squeeze in front of him and get the second spot as Dale Earnhardt officially takes over the lead at the start finish line. Now the race is side- Side by side for the fourth position.
1: Down to the inside, Michael Waltrip trying to hold off Sterling Marlin to the outside. They both come up the banking. Mark Martin has a look down low, thought about making it three wide. Now he will as they exit turn two. Triple wide down the back straightaway. Mark Martin on the inside of the racetrack. Michael Waltrip is the meat of the sandwich, but up high, Sterling Marlin drives deep into the corner, gives Sterling Marlin the
4: fourth position as Martin falls in line fifth. Tell you what, there are a lot of people on pit road and the spotters and everybody else holding their breath with that pack of traffic back there the way they're racing through the corners three wide. Watch Jeff Gordon, he's moving up in a hurry he's all the way up to 12th position a moment ago the lead pack is back in turn two. Front
1: three cars, nose to tail, you got Sterling Marlin riding fourth, fifth now. Mark Martin from six on back, that's where the shuffle's going on Terry Labonte there on the move. He's on the inside of Ward Burton, down the back straight away as they race side by side for the sixth position, give it to Labonte, Ward Burton goes up the banking Ernie Irvin takes a peek down there, but they'll fall in line, single file as they race off the corner Up front, Dale Jarrett beginning to
3: close back in on Dale Earnhardt, he has chopped it down to about a half a car length now as they come lead 11 of 30
1: laps and work their way back to one. Tying up even more, coming into the turn. Dale Jarrett already looking for opportunities. First to the outside, then snapping back down in line. Off turn two, he'll sneak a peek to the inside of Earnhardt, but then fall in line and go single file. Earnhardt's orange Chevrolet rumbles down on the outside of the racetrack. Now he'll dive down low. Dale Jarrett thinks about taking it up to the top of the banking and does. Coming off the corner, Earnhardt has the edge, but Darren Jarrett is there.
4: Well, he saw Earnhardt make the pass on the outside going to turn number one, and Dale Jarrett knows if he gets around, that's exactly what he's going to have to do. They're back in one.
1: Hart down on the inside lane. Jarrett is going to test the water up high once again. Coming into the turn, Mark Martin gets it to Sterling Marlin. This back for a fourth. Marlin makes a great recovery. Now Martin has two challenges. Irvin to the inside. Michael Waltrip to the outside. Mark Martin losing one, two, now three positions. And look at Jeff Gordon. He'll dive to the inside. Now side-by-side with Michael Walter for the fifth position as they race off the turn. And up front there, side-by-side for the lead. Dale Jarrett had a run on Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt got back underneath him off
3: four. Still holds the
1: lead at the stripe, but Jarrett is still outside of him. Jarrett's still strong on the outside groove. He's got a nose of his four out in front of Dale Earnhardt. Here they come off turn number two. Earnhardt will again pull even with Dale Jarrett. Side-by-side battle for the lead. Drag race down the back straightaway. Now setting up for turn number three. Dale Earnhardt dives to the inside of the racetrack. Dale Jarrett takes it up to the top of the banking and he has the edge. Give Dale Jarrett the lead of the Winston off turn four.
4: Couple of Fords working on the Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett comes away with a lead. Bill Elliott sets his sights on Earnhardt now maybe to take away second place in turn one. They settle it down
1: this time coming into the corner. We had to catch our breath here. Dale Jarrett has the top spot. Earnhardt is second. Elliott is third. Now they're racing for fifth. Michael Walton and Mark Martin are going at it side by side. Martin on the inside of the racetrack. Along with him comes Jeff Gordon. On the outside, side-by-side with Jeff Gordon is Michael Waltrip. That'll be for the sixth position, but Waltrip is tough into the corner. He swings up to the top of the banking. They're still side-by-side off turn four. Just 15 laps into
3: the Winston, and already three different drivers have led the event. Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt, and now Dale Jarrett. They're running Jarrett, Earnhardt, Elliott at the head of the stack now. 15 of the first 30 laps are complete. As we come back to Charlotte. Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton have taken their cars to the garage. Dale Jarrett
4: wants to get back around Dale Earnhardt for the lead. Bill Elliott in that mix also. Three wide off turn four just about. Well, I tell you what, can't believe how hard they're racing just in the early going of this first 30-lap segment. Earnhardt's doing a great job of keeping both those cars at bay. They're back in one. Nose to
1: tail, coming back to the turn. Earnhardt down on the inside. Now breaking out as Dale Jarrett to the outside lane. As he does, Elliott looks to the inside. They all snap back in single file off two. Front three cars, single file, down the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt pulls him into turn number three, and again, Dale Jarrett seems to be working well up on the top of the banking. He gets some good momentum down the back straightaway. Takes a peek for the lead. Can't make it stick in turn four.
3: Last time by, Dale Jarrett went high in the middle of three and four. Earnhardt kind of slid up the track to block him. Elliott's on the both of them going wide, so he tried
4: to go low. Then Jarrett cut back behind Earnhardt and went low. Impressive driving off of turn number four this early in the event. Tell you what, a lot of those cars really getting awfully close to the wall. They're kicking out up there. We thought Bill Elliott might have scraped the wall a moment ago, but the car appears to be clean, and Jim Phillips gave us a report a minute ago that Elliott's car was okay, wasn't having any problem, but that's just how hard they're racing through three and four and coming off that turn and getting that close to the wall. Look at Jeff Gordon again. He's getting a little bit closer. He started back in about 19th position. He has worked his way up to fourth, and he is closing on the front three in a hurry. He's
1: about seven car lengths behind third place. Bill Elliott and his Closing in quickly as they come off turn number two. He goes back up front. Dale Jarrett again takes a shot at Earnhardt, but steps back in line as they head to three. Earnhardt leads him by two car lengths down the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon continue to advance forward, give him about maybe seven car lengths to get up with the leaders. Meanwhile, Earnhardt pulls him off the corner. Dale Jarrett takes a shot. Nothing there off turn four. Tony
3: Rizzuti has gone to the garage to catch up with Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton for us. Tony?
5: Ernie Irvin standing here. Ernie, you had a great run going. You were running fourth. What happened? Uh, something went wrong inside the, the motor. Um, you know the guys did a great job. They got a great motor for us and uh, you know this text will have them so will be in Victoria pretty soon. That's Ernie Irvin. Diff- disappointing finish here tonight
4: tough break for Ernie. He did have a solid run going. Here's a challenge for the lead up in turn four.
1: Dale Jarrett up to the top of the bank and good speed down the back straightaway and now side by side off the corner.
3: Gets up alongside Earnhardt. Earnhardt can't get the wider run off of four that he wants and at the stripe, Dale
1: Jarrett goes back in front of the Winston. Five laps till the first break. Jarrett and Earnhardt to one. Jarrett back into turn number one. Goes up the banking just slightly opens up the inside lane for Dale Earnhardt to take a look. He falls back in line though. Single file. They gotta be careful also. Goes Elliot and now Gordon is there with him as well. About four car lengths off the leaders is Jeff Gordon. Now they all tighten it up in turns three and four. Put Jeff Gordon up in the front. Four cars battling for the lead off turn four. Jeff
4: Gordon wanted to see just how strong his car was. That's one reason he knocked him off one by one. Now he wants to test the front three in case he's in a position to win this thing. And there's no in case about it. He's going to be in a position to win it unless he has some mechanical problems as he now challenges for third place off turn two. Gordon
1: goes high in the banking at turn two alongside Bill Elliott trying to get the spot, the nose out in front as they leave turn two. He'll grab the third position as the leaders scuffle down into turn number three. Jeff Gordon gets by Bill Elliott, put him third. Now Earnhardt takes a shot for the lead. He looks to the inside. Dale Jarrett holds onto it in turn four. Gordon closing rapidly. By far, he has the strongest car in the field.
3: He now is about five car lengths behind Dale Earnhardt's machine. Earnhardt one car length behind Jarrett.
1: Dale Jarrett looks back, sees Earnhardt there. Earnhardt looks back, sees Jeff Gordon start to close in. The front three now leaving Bill Elliott. as an exit turn two. Dale Jarrett's red, white, and blue Ford leads him down the back straightaway with Dale Earnhardt's orange Chevrolet ready to pounce right behind one car link. Earnhardt to the inside of the racetrack. Dale Jarrett takes it up to the middle of the banking. He'll hold of the
4: lead in turn four. Front three, come off the corner, head back down to the line. There'll be two laps before they'll be going to pit road to complete this first 30 lap segment. And Alan, I guarantee you one thing, with a lot of cars back here, are going to be glad to see that happen. Right now, Terry and Bobby Labonte at the back of the field. Ricky Craven,
3: Jeff Bodine, Rusty Wallace, and Sterling Marlin as well. But Up front, it is Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, and Jeff Gordon now. One, two, and three. They'll come back around with one lap until the caution flag. Back to the garage and Tony Rizzuti.
5: Well, Bobby Hamilton's gone into his uh, hauler to change clothes. Obviously, a little bit disappointed that they weren't able to finish. We hope to get a word with him here in a little bit
3: one lap now until the caution flag comes out at the lap 30 point, 50 grand on the line, it is Dale Jarrett leading in one and two, Dale Jarrett has about a three car
1: length lead on Dale Earnhardt it's about three car lengths back to Jeff Gordon the front trio, works their way off turn two, hits the back straightaway. single file single file into turn number three here's Dale Jarrett again drifting right to the middle of the banking, Dale Earnhardt takes it down to the bottom of the racetrack, the two
4: Dales come off turn four, one and two, and about $50,000 to go into the bank account right now as he comes across the line Dale Jarrett will lead the first 30-lap segment, so he can chalk up $50,000 for leading the first segment. Now what does he do? He's going to have to go all the way to the tail end of the field and work his way back up there again.
3: Top five at the caution flag at lap 30. Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Bill Elliott, and Mark Martin. A 10-minute break now for the teams to come to pit road and make some adjustments on their machines. We'll give you the full finishing order for the first 30 laps and get some updates from pit road in just a moment. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the searchlights lighting up the evening sky as well as a full moon, and the bright lights from the Charlotte Motor Speedway as a capacity crowd here to watch the 13th running of the Winston. The first 30-lap segment of the
4: All-Star Race was pretty much a dandy there, Barney. It was a lot of fun for the early going of the race. Typical full moon racing like we see at Bristol sometimes. Again, quickly... uh Let's update you on how they did finish. Dale Jarrett leads the first segment. Dale Earnhardt finishes second. Jeff Gordon third. Bill Elliott fourth. Mark Martin fifth. Six will go to Michael Waltrip. Jimmy Spencer seventh. Darrell Waltrip eighth. Ricky Rudd makes up the top ten. Ward Burton will be, correct me, Ricky Rudd will make up ninth. And Ward Burton makes up tenth. Eleventh to Jeff Burton. Kyle Petty's twelfth. Rusty Wallace thirteenth. Sterling Marlin fourteenth. Fifteenth to Jeff Bodine. Sixteenth to Ricky Craven. Seventeenth to Bobby Labonte. Eighteenth to Terry Labonte. And a couple of cars that go to the garage. Finished 19th and 20th in the form of Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton.
3: The race lead held by Bill Elliott from the pole for the first eight laps. Bobby Labonte was bumped by Mark Martin and spun out of traffic at lap number three. Put us under caution. Everybody got away okay, thanks to some great driving by Ernie Irvin and Jeff Burton, Jimmy Spencer, among others. And we continued on. It was Dale Earnhardt out front from lap 9 to 13. Then Dale Jarrett from lap 14 to 16. Then Earnhardt again from 17 to 24. Then Jarrett took over the top spot again at lap number 25 and led to lap number 30. That is the way things stand now, with again now 18 of the original 20 starters on the racetrack. Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton both retired from the Winston. ...with engine failures. This mid-race update brought to you by First Brands Corporation... ...makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner... ...and STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner. Cars are on pit road now for a 10-minute break. The teams are allowed to do about anything they would be allowed to do... ...on pit road during a normal stop. They cannot change springs. They can't change shocks. They can't change the rear end. But things that they would be allowed to do on pit road during a race... ...without taking the car behind the wall... They could certainly do that right now, and teams are. Let's start up in the leader's pit, along where Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt are running. Jim Phillips is
15: patrolling up that direction for us. All
8: right, we're up here with Bill Elliott. Bill, you were very competitive at the first segment, but what do you got to do to step it up in notch your two?
15: Well, I'm just a little bit loose from the center out. I'm just trying to work on the car a little bit. But, I mean, we, we were pretty good. You know, just kind of one of them deals you kind of you practice during the day and you race at night, and it's hard to guess it just right.
8: Can you make it better?
15: Well, that's what we're trying to do. You know, it's just one of them situations. Like I said earlier, from a year ago, I was sitting home watching it on television. I'm a whole lot better shape uh, tonight than I was a year ago.
8: I'll guarantee you that. Bill Elliott, he's set to roll in the second segment.
15: Let's
4: go down now to Winston Kelly.
6: Well, with Terry Labonte. Terry, you were running up toward the front, and then the car kind of fell back. Uh, Gary and the boys thought there was a tire going down. What did they find out what it was? Well, I thought we had a tire going down. The thing got real loose with me there once, and uh, so... Uh, you know, but it wasn't. I stayed out there and it didn't go flat, so uh, I don't know. We've got to do a little work here. They're looking, at working on the right front of the car. What exactly are they working on there? Uh, we're putting a spring rubber in the right front. That's the word from Terry Labonte, the defending Winston Cup champion. He'll roll off at the front end of the second segment. He will lead the field with the green flag, having finished in the last position
3: when the caution flag waved. Jeff Gordon, definitely the man on the move in the first segment of the race. He started back last, 20th position. He took the caution flag at lap 30, third. He will now have to go all the way to the back of the field again. Tony Rizzuti is with Jeff Gordon.
5: Jeff Gordon and Ray Everingham having a final word here on this break. Jeff, definitely no sandbagging here. You going straight to the front.
14: Hey, these fans didn't come here to see uh, sandbag, and they came here to see a show. And This uh, this car's capable of running up front there, and uh, I want to get to the front. So, uh, you know, no no sandbagging here. We're, we're going to try to get back to the front. That's a racy
5: Jeff Gordon. He's sitting fourth.
3: Jeff driving a red and black trimmed uh, Chevrolet here this weekend. Jurassic Park The Ride from Universal Studios Theme Parks. The sponsor of Jeff Gordon's car. Got a big old T-Rex dinosaur on the hood. A little bit different look for Gordon. He's kind of hoping that car will eat up and stomp on the competition here. The bad puns were plentiful at the press conference on Thursday. As the teams continue to work on their car, we'll take a moment to remind you that tomorrow, Motor Racing Network on the air from Nazareth, Pennsylvania Speedway with the NASCAR Busch Series and the Core States Advantage 200. Now on the pole for that race, Elliott Sadler with Todd Bodine in the outside of the front row, defending race champion Randy LaJoy will take the green flag in the 8th position and we will be there at that unique 5-turn mile tomorrow Nazareth 1245 Eastern Time our broadcast tomorrow afternoon. Motor Racing Network then picks up the action at Dover Downs International Speedway. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series with Bush Pole Qualifying there on Friday, May 30th, and we will be there with coverage of qualifying as well as a special edition of NASCAR Live that Friday night at seven o'clock, presented by McDonald's. On Saturday, May 31st, the Goodwrench Delco go 200 for the NASCAR Busch Series at the Monster Mile. Tickets available for that event. And then on Sunday, it is the Miller 500 up in Dover. That is June the first. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series there and MRN Radio with live coverage. In the month of June, we will travel to Pocono Raceway in Pennsylvania with the NASCAR Winston Cup Series on Sunday, June 8th. The Miller 400 at Brooklyn, Michigan. The Michigan Speedway, Sunday, June 15th. And very much looking forward to the new California Speedway in Fontana, Sunday, June the 22nd, with the California 500. The month of July, the NASCAR Winston Cup Circuit stops in Daytona Beach, Florida for the Pepsi 400 on Saturday, the 5th. Loudon, New Hampshire for the Jiffy Lube 300, Sunday, the 13th. And in uh, Pennsylvania at the Pocono Raceway, Sunday, July 20th for the Pennsylvania 500. All of those events upcoming on Motor Racing Network, as well as the NASCAR Busch Series event in South Boston, Virginia, on Friday, June 13th. Make your ticket plans for
4: those upcoming events. Well, the minutes are clicking down. Very shortly, the cars will come back onto the speedway. Let's check in with Jim Phillips.
8: We're down here with Dale Jarrett, Todd Parrott. Uh, crew chief's talking to him. They're talking over some strategy here. Dale, 50,000 in the bank. First run looked pretty good.
15: Yeah, the car was pretty good. A little bit loose off there, and that's why I had to go back to the higher line. Couldn't get down to the bottom like I wanted to. But uh, now we've got our work cut out for us, so we'll see what we really have.
8: Second segment should be interesting. Dale Jarrett, the first segment winner here in the 1997 Winston. Back to Winston Kelly.
6: Well, Larry McReynolds, crew chief on Dale Earnhardt's car. Larry, what kind of changes did you make? It was awful strong the first segment, but you need to be one more notch up.
14: Yeah, we uh,
15: in these cool temperatures, we need the car to turn just a little better from the center off. What we tried to really evaluate, though, was the first 10 laps of that segment. So you may see us go back and put some of those adjustments back in it for that 10-lap run there. The biggest thing, got to pass a whole bunch of cars in this second segment. So uh, you got to get them early or they'll get away from you. As always, Larry McReynolds looking at the big picture,
6: the big picture being that final 10 laps. And down the other end of pit road to Tony
5: Rizzuti. Well, sitting here with Jimmy Spencer in the Camel 4, Jimmy, this is your kind of race. How about this next segment?
17: That's going to be pretty important, Tony, where you end up in this next segment. We mainly uh, we moved up a little bit further than we thought we should had, but uh, you know the car has got a little tight on us. I'm sorry, the car got a little loose, but we found out we had a flat tire. So uh, hopefully uh, the little adjustment we made uh, will be all right. We can maybe move up there to the top four or five cars, and that's what we're looking forward to in the last ten laps.
5: Well, that's Mr. Excitement. Expect some exciting things from the Camel Ford in this second segment.
3: Jimmy Spencer started 18th, took the caution flag at lap 37th, so he has a pretty strong horse to try and ride to a win in the Winston. Back in Charlotte Field, forming now for the restart on the uh, 31st lap it will be of the Winston when they come back around the first lap after the green flag it'll be Terry Levante leading them off, we'll set that restart order for you in a moment, quick reminder of some other NASCAR racing happening around the United States this weekend besides the NASCAR Busch Series event in Nazareth we told you about a moment ago, the NASCAR Rebco Northwest Tour running later on tonight Pacific Coast time at the Wenatchee Valley Raceway in East Wenatchee, Washington the Cellular 125 at 8pm Pacific time there, about an hour and a half or so from now if you're in that area you can get on by. Tomorrow at the uh, Nazareth Speedway, the NASCAR Featherlight Modified Tour also on the card with a 100 mile event there. That is right after the NASCAR Busch Series event. And also tomorrow the NASCAR Slim Jim All Pro Series running at the Salem, Indiana Speedway in a 250 lap event. Check that one out on the high banks of Salem. Slim Jim All Pro Cars put on one whale of a show. That is tomorrow
4: afternoon field is pulled back onto the speedway as they get ready to go. Only a couple of cars. There'll be 18 will take the green flag in this second segment. Set the field for you. On row one will be Terry Labonte and Bobby Labonte. The Labonte brothers up there going to go at it for the first couple of laps or so. Ricky Craven will line up third. Fourth will be Jeff Bodine. Fifth will be Sterling Marlin. Sixth will be Rusty Wallace. Seventh, Kyle Petty. In eighth will be Jeff Burton. Ward Burton lines up ninth, and Ricky Rudd make up the top ten. Darrell Waltrip will start 11th, 12th to Jimmy Spencer, 13th to Michael Waltrip, 14th to Mark Martin, 15th to Bill Elliott, and 16th to Jeff Gordon, 17th to Dale Earnhardt, and Dale Jarrett is on the back row also back there. So a long ways to go. It's going to be interesting to watch those two cars. They were kind of the cream of the crop, so to speak, along with Jeff Gordon in that first segment to see how long it takes him to get back in front.
3: Bill Elliott, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt, and Dale Jarrett now lined up in the final two rows. Remember, Gordon came from the last row and went all the way up to the front. In the first 30-lap segment, as far as third, he went from 19th starting spot. So we'll see if, uh, now that he is in front of Earnhardt and Jared, if they're able to hook up and stay with him and follow him through the traffic and get to the front. Remember, when we get to the end of the second 30 laps, the field for the final 10-lap sprint is lined up heads up on the finish of this second 30 laps. So they have got to get somewhere up by the front of that pack if they're going to have a chance to win this race. Matter of fact, I talked with Dale Earnhardt a little bit about that uh, yesterday and asked him just how far back would you feel comfortable starting that final 10 lap feeling like you still
13: had a chance to win. I wouldn't think no further back than fifth or sixth. I mean, it's, you know, ten laps is a short time unless you just got an awful, awesome race car and the guys in front of you are not that awesome. And that don't very, that very seldom happens in this race, you know, with with everything. So uh, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm firm believer you got to be in the top one or two in that restart for that ten-lap dash and, you just pull the seatbelts up and go a little harder than that last 10 laps than you have all night. That's a pretty good description of it. Pull the seatbelts up a little bit harder in that last 10 laps and go a little bit
3: harder. Hard to imagine they could go any harder than they did
4: in the first 30 laps. It's just hard to imagine the intensity in that last 10-lap segment when you know there's $200,000. That's equal to, in some cases, three or four wins at some of the racetracks that you run 500 miles for. Awful lot of money up for grabs. Plus the, the pride and the bragging rights for all year long, saying we won the all-star race, we beat the best in the business. Everybody out there is a winner, that's for sure. Field was given the indication, one more lap before we go green, right? Field will go green next time by, and it is Terry
3: and Bobby Labonte on the front row for this event little trivia note for you. Did you know that in the past uh, 12 runnings of the Winston, six times the winner of this race has gone on to win the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship? So whoever ends up in victory lane tonight might be a pretty good forecast uh, as to who ends up holding the big trophy and the big
4: check when we get up to New York City in December. It's going to be interesting to find out. Second segment about to get the green here. They're just halfway down the back straightaway. Jim Phillips, quickly, before they get the restart, how easy is it to make an adjustment on that car on this pit stop that they just made and really miss the boat? We've seen that happen.
8: Well, the guys down on this end, Barney, were talking a lot about air pressure, and the thing was they said we don't want to go too far either way. So it's really easy. When you get a lot of rubber on this racetrack, the temperature changing a little bit all the time, Uh, You can be out to lunch. uh, Sterling Marlins and his car was really tight, that segment. They could make uh, one move or two on the jack screws and it'd be too loose.
3: Pace cars on pit road, about set for the start of the second
4: 30-lap segment of the Winston. Down to the line, green flag goes in the air, and Terry Labonte and Bobby Labonte head the field back into turn number one. How long can they stay up there? You'll find out. The older
1: brother leads the way for now. Terry Labonte slips down to the inside of the racetrack. He takes the lead. Bobby falls in line behind him. Stacked up double wide just behind them as they exit turn two. Boy, everybody's stacking up from fourth on back. Sterling Marlin had to get on the binders hard off the second. And corner, and it really jammed everybody up. That's going to give the front four a good lead. Give them about ten car lengths on the rest of the field as they exit turn four.
3: Dale Earnhardt able to get around Bill Elliott, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett as well, but so far
1: they're still mired back in traffic as Terry Labonte leads the field of the stripe. Lap 31 now, a car length over his brother. Shuffle is still further back in the field as cars are going double wide. Back there, Dale Earnhardt trying to pick his way through. He's racing alongside Dale Jarrett. They're way back at the tail end of the field with Mark Martin trying to cut a path through all the traffic. Looking at the inside. Side of Michael Waltrip. This would be back for about the 18th position now as they race down the back straightaway. making it about the 15th position as Michael Waltrip digs in at the bottom of the racetrack. Everybody has to stay pat as they race through the corner. No room to make a move.
4: Battle right now is going to be for third place. Jeff Bodine and Ricky Craven go with that one as they work their way back into turn one. Craven's got
1: the lane down on the inside as Chevrolet Motors pass. Jeff Bodine's Ford. He'll grab the third spot. Bodine falls back in line in fourth. You got Sterling Marlin fifth and an exchange back in six as Jeff Burton and Jimmy Spencer blast past Rusty Wallace it be Spencer now working on Burton down the back straightaway as they race into turn number three. Jeff Burton takes his machine down to the bottom of the racetrack. Here's Spencer up high. Swings around to the outside, side-by-side side off turn four. Man of the move is Jeff
3: Gordon. He got around Darrell and Michael Waltrip, and now Kyle Petty in the last couple of laps around. Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt try to stay with him. They're pretty well hung up in traffic, haven't been able to do so thus far.
1: Gordon's been a whole lot more successful cutting a path through all this traffic. Earnhardt's kind of buried behind cars. He and Dale Jarrett both having a hard time working their way through. They both hit the inside lane now, trying to move on the back stretch. Jeff Gordon continuing to try to cut a swath through the traffic as he heads into turn number three. Ricky Rudd is the next victim now as Rudd goes up the banking. Here comes Gordon. Looks to the inside. Can't make the move
4: happen there. 30 laps isn't a lot of time to go, come from the tail end of the field or anywhere near back there, 17th or 18th, and get up there and catch the leader. So you got to do it in a hurry. They've already put four of those laps on the board. The leader's over in turn two.
1: Leaders going single file. The race for the ninth spot. Ward Burton down to the inside. Here comes the train. Ricky Rudd leads to... Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, they're all working the outside lane to pass him. And Ward Burton will lose out on that exchange as he's down to the inside all by himself. Everybody scoots by. Now here comes Jeff Gordon who looks to the inside of Ricky Rudd as they race off the fourth corner. Gordon, Jarrett, and Earnhardt like a steamroller trying to make their way up through the
3: field. Can they get to the front by the time another 20 laps or so have gone off the board? Get up there and challenge Terry and Bobby Labonte for the race lead. laps to go in segment two of the Winston. Bobby and Terry Labonte out in front by 1.7 seconds over Ricky Craven. Then it is another a little bit over 1.7 seconds. Back to the fourth-place driver, Jeff Bodine. He is facing a challenge for that spot on the back straightaway.
1: Jimmy Spencer moves to the inside of the racetrack They'll go side-by-side as they drag race into turn number three. Spencer gobbles up the inside lane. Bodine loses the spot. Here comes Jeff Burton. He digs into the bottom. He'll bypass Bodine as well.
4: Jimmy Spencer and Jeff Burton got very strong race cars as they continue to move up, but I'll tell you who's driving the smartest race right now is the Labonte brothers. They're not racing each other. They're just sitting about a car length apart, which makes a good, tight draft, and nobody's able to chase them down as they work their way down the back straightaway, but Fred Armstrong from without fifth place on back been kind of a side, Saturday Night Square dance back there. A little do Doe do at about 182 miles an hour as they work up to you.
1: And they'll tiptoe into turn number three and do do up to the top of the banking is Jeff Burton. He'll swing around to the outside. I should say uh, Jeff uh, Gordon on the outside of Jeff Burton. That's a good race off turn four. Gordon will get the spot.
3: Gordon will come by and take the position away from Jeff Burton. Gordon up to six now as he works his way trying
1: to close in on the front five. Jeff Gordon closing it now on Jeff Bodine. Just ahead Bodine washes up the banking into turn number two. Opens the inside lane. Here goes Jeff Gordon taking the inside to make the pass. The two Jeffs race side by side down the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon gets the edge on the inside of the racetrack in turn number three. Jeff Bodine drifts up the banking and right behind Jeff Burton
4: races so nose to tail the three Jeffs rumble off turn four. And all of a sudden the Labonte brothers decide to swap the lead back and forth. They do it down in turn one. Bobby Labonte
1: finds the opening down on the inside of Terry Labonte. So now Bobby is the Labonte leading the way. Gary falls back in line in second off two. The brotherly duo races down the back straightaway. Single file and Bobby Labonte begins to pull away from Terry just a bit. Terry gets a good run into turn number three so they'll tighten it up a bit for the lead about two car lengths apart as they race off the fourth corner. Bobby Labonte the fifth different driver lead to Winston
3: now he is quickly pulled away by a couple of car lengths over his brother Terry. Farther back here is a challenge for position. Jeff uh, Gordon having gone by Jeff Burton and Jeff Bodine. Now it is Jeff Burton
1: and Bodine racing with Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt right behind them. This should be for sixth. Here they come back into turn number one. Jeff Bodine to the outside lane. Jeff Gordon rather Jeff Burton down the inside lane stacked up double wide with Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt knocking on the door. Dale Jarrett now breaks out of the draft three wide as they enter turn number three and Jeff Burton bails out now, Dale
4: Jarrett takes that position away. Here comes Jeff Bodine. He'll look to the inside. That's some of the hardest racing on the speedway is back there going on right now between Dale Jarrett and Jeff Bodine and Jeff Burton and Dale Earnhardt. Let's follow that foursome back to turn one.
1: Jeff Bodine has the inside. They're racing for the sixth position. Dale Jarrett on the outside, and now Earnhardt comes into the battle. He goes high in the banking, up alongside Jeff Burton, trying to believe it with Jeff Bodine, but Dale Jarrett leads that trio off the corner. Dale Earnhardt gets good speed off turn number two, pulls to the outside of the racetrack and gets by Jeff Burton so that four-way battle settles down to single file in turn four but here comes Earnhardt to the inside of O'Dine and farther ahead here's Jeff Gordon to the inside of Jimmy Spencer for the fourth spot
3: at the start finish line, Gordon by a fender, Spencer tries to hang tough on the outside Gordon's strong
1: on the inside though, he'll get by and pick off the spot coming into the corner, Spencer falls in behind, meanwhile back to the seventh spot, it's Earnhardt and Jeff O'Dine going at it, Jeff Burton comes into that battle as well, Jeff Burton waiting in the wings deciding on which way to go, this time he'll go up to the top of the banking, Dale Earnhardt is all by himself at the bottom of the racetrack, and it pays off. He pulls on to the bottom of the racetrack, grabs the position. Now again, here comes Jeff Burton on the inside of Jeff Bodine.
4: Jeff Burton trying to work his way up to the front, via a player in this final 10-lap segment. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, Bobby Labonte, once he got around Terry, has pulled away from his brother by 8 or 10 car lengths, but that little moment of racing side-by-side side there has allowed a third player to come into the picture, and that's Ricky Craven. They're all in three.
1: Craven is only about 10 car lengths off the back bumper of Terry Labonte now, so three cars begin to tighten it up just a bit for the lead as they race off the fourth turn, back down the short chute. Set the field. It is Bobby and Terry the body
3: first and second. Ricky Craven third. Pretty good distance back to Jeff Gordon in fourth and Jimmy Spencer fifth. Dale Jarrett is 6th, Dale Earnhardt 7th, Jeff Burton 8th, Jeff Bodine ninth, and Mark Martin 10th. Bill Elliott is 11th, couldn't uh, stay with the other three. Gordon, Earnhardt, and Jarrett as they made their way from the back toward the middle of the field. Uh, Running right behind Bill Elliott in 11th is Sterling Marlin in 12th. Uh, Make that Ricky Run in 12th. He's just taken that away from Marlin, who is 13th. You've got Ward Burton 14th, Kyle Petty 15th, Rusty Wallace 16th, Michael Waltrip 17th, and Darrell Waltrip is running 18th. Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton already
4: out of the event. So well, the interval now between first and second is one and six tenths seconds. Second place is where it's going to be in jeopardy here in just a moment as they go off turn number two and work back to turn three as Ricky Craven is closing in in a hurry on Terry Labonte in turn three.
1: Slowly but surely, that red Chevrolet begins to edge up behind Terry Labonte. Now Labonte only leads him by about four car lengths as they race off the fourth turn and down the short straightaway. Bobby Labonte leads by some
3: 1.8 seconds over Terry Labonte with ten laps to go to the end of segment two of the Winston. We come back to the Charlotte Motor Speedway as Bobby Labonte comes sailing off turn four in his bright green and black Interstate Batteries Pontiac to the start finish line, completing lap 55 now. Five more laps around to the caution flag and the end of segment number two of the All Star Race. Big, big lead for Bobby Labonte right now.
4: Tell you what, I was just sitting here or standing here thinking that Bobby Labonte avoided disaster in the early going. Remember when he spun out coming off turn of the went down across the grass, came back out into the racetrack, and almost got tagged by three or four cars. So that has really played in his favor. It ended up, it put him back toward the tail end of the field. He never could get back up there, but it gave him a good starting position in the second segment. And once he and Terry got hooked up, everything's played out in his favor so far. Right now, Terry's just hanging on, trying to hold on to second place as they go to turn one. I wonder what Ricky
1: Craven is thinking about hanging on to the third spot now. When he's going to try to make his move, here he is closing into the rear deck of Terry Labonte as they're coming to turn number two. Doesn't even get out of line to spot his entire tracks of his team, made down the back stretch. Down the back straightaway, Terry Labonte maintains about a car length, but every time he comes through the middle of the corner, Terry Labani has drifted up the banking just a bit, and that's where Ricky Craven has gained on him. Once again, Labani does it. Craven is there. Down to the start-finish line. Three laps until the caution flag and the
3: end of segment two. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. the 13th running of the Winston NASCAR Racing's All-Star event coming your way from Charlotte, North Carolina on Motor Racing Network. Alan Bestwick along with Barney Hall calling the action tonight. Joe Moore and Fred Armstrong out in the corners for us this evening. We've got Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti in the pit and garage areas. Just joining us, the first 30-lap segment of the Winston was a barn burner with Dale Earnhardt, Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, and Jeff Gordon putting on quite a show. Earnhardt, Jarrett, and Elliott swapping the lead several times among them, and Gordon charging from the last row up to finishing among the top handful in that first uh, 30 laps. Now in the second 30 laps Bobby and Terry Labonte took off from the start. And now they'll come down to one more lap before the end of segment two and Bobby has a huge lead on his brother who's second. Put
4: almost a half a straightaway on everybody else right now as they come to the line getting ready to make this second stop here at the end of the 30 lap segment and go on to pit road make what adjustments they need to for that final 10 laps. Let's follow the leader around off turn two.
1: Bobby Labonte has just been perfect Barney as he heads off turn number two down the back straightaway. He'll set up turn three. Labonte takes his green Chevrolet right in the middle of the racetrack. Coming off turn four. Bobby Labonte heads back to the caution flag for the f- second
3: segment. He got bumped and spun out of traffic back at lap number three. Now he's going to come to the start-finish line, take the caution flag, and win the second 30-lap segment of the Winston. $50,000 to Bobby Labonte. Terry Labonte finishes second, claiming fifteen dollars $7,500 to Jeff Gordon for third. Excuse me, to uh, Ricky Craven for third. It'll be Jeff Gordon fourth. Jimmy Spencer. 5th, Dale Jarrett 6th, Dale Earnhardt 7th, 8th will go to Jeff Burton, ninth, Jeff Bodine, Mark Martin will round out the top 10, 11th is Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd 12th, Sterling Marlin 13th, Kyle Petty 14th and Ward Burton 15th, followed by Michael Waltrip, Rusty Wallace and Darrell Waltrip a pit stop and then the final 10 lap shootout to decide the winner of the Winston coming up. Back at Charlotte Motor Speedway, work ongoing as the cars have come to Pit Road. The pace car making its way around, completing the second of four caution laps before we'll get the restart in the running of the Winston. Bobby Labonte in in front of Jimmy Maycar and the crew. Jim Phillips looks on as they make changes and adjustments. Jim?
8: Bobby, are you going to make any changes? That car was off the bet segment.
5: No, we're just going to go race here.
8: They're going to change tires. They did change tires. I did notice they put scuffs on the tires, guys, instead of the sticker tires. Uh, They're going to put some tape on the front of it, and that's about all the changes they're going to make. Now, Dale Earnhardt, Larry McReynolds told him, he said, I don't care what the car was like the last 20 laps of that segment. I want to know how it was the first segment of the race when you were good. And so they're going to put a spring rubber in the right rear of Earnhardt's car, take a round and a half half wedge out of the right rear to loosen the car up so it will turn. Earnhardt's car was tied off the corners, would not turn and they want to get him
4: uh, where the car will loosen up this last segment. you got to get it exactly right, and that's exactly what they're all trying to do. Let's hear from Terry Labonte's pit.
6: Well, with Terry Labonte, last time he had the window net down. He was all smiles, very relaxed. This time the windinet net is up. He's got his game face on. They, too, put tape across the front section of the grill just under the Monte Carlo sign. Gary Dehart told me the car just a tick tight. They took that spring rubber out of the right front that they put in during the first breaking the action and they also took one round of wedge out of the right rear of the car so Terry Labonte very confident in his Kellogg Chevrolet but just a tick tight during that last segment
3: Jeff Gordon will go to the restart fourth on the outside of row number two for the final ten lap sprint to the Winston made his way back and the second segment of the race all the way as far as that fourth position for the back of the field where he was Tony Rizzuti looks on as the
5: DuPont team works on its machine Tony Jeff, you go from the back to the front, then they invert you, send you back to the back. You come to the front again. Ten lap segment here. How about your chances?
14: Well, we're looking good. Uh, you know, this is right where I want to be, and uh, the outside lane's a good line to start from. And uh, got the guys that we got to beat right, uh, right there in front of us. So, uh, you know, I think we're looking good. This, uh, I tell you what, this dinosaur car uh, turned out to be pretty darn good.
5: The Jurassic Park uh, sponsorship on the front hood, you can bet. Jeff Gordon's going to be munching his way to the front.
4: If he runs uh, on the racetrack like he did down pit road last night, he's got a lock. (laughs) Yeah, if you weren't with us for qualifying for the Winston, Gordon
3: came steaming off the racetrack down to make his pit stop. And did not stop. He carried so much speed off. He had the brakes locked up uh, about a quarter mile away. It seemed like from his pit stall. And just couldn't get her wowed down in time to make a stop. So he ended up last uh, on the grid tonight. 19th position with Ricky Craven. The winner of the Winston Open behind him. Gordon made his way in that first 30 lap segment of the event. From 19th position where he started. All the way up at the finish to third. Then on the start of the second segment of the race. Went to the green flag uh, pretty well back in the field in 16th position. Made his way up to fourth. So can he make his way from fourth to first in just 10 laps? I certainly wouldn't bet against him, though he's going to have to work awful hard to get by the Lavani brothers on the front row. Just joining us, we went green with the Winston with 20 cars in the field. Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton went to the garage, both with engine failures. It was Bill Elliott leading the first eight laps. Dale Earnhardt led from laps 9 to 13, then Dale Jarrett, 14 through 16. Earnhardt back out in front again from 17 to 24. Jarrett again from 25 to 30. And we took the caution flag and inverted the field at that point point. Terry Labonte finished last in the first segment, led the field to the green flag led laps 31 to 42, then it was Bobby Body after getting bumped and spun out of traffic off turn 4 back at lap number 3, taking a finishing position back in the first segment a good starting position in the second and he blew away from the field from lap 43 to lap 60, and Bobby Body will lead the field when we get the restart for the final 10 laps This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. Race fans, if you're looking for quality racing apparel and souvenirs, for Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, Darrell Waltrip, and much more, look no further than the GM dealership, GM Pro Shop, or Sports Image retail specialty store near you. You'll find a variety of souvenirs and apparel to help you show your support. For your favorite driver, remember, if you want quality and variety, you want Sports Image racing apparel and souvenirs. Field working its way behind the pace car now, getting ready for the restart in the final 10-lap shootout to decide the all-star race, the Winston.
6: 76 introduces the only motor oil with the NASCAR name. 76 NASCAR High Performance Motor Oil. It even beats our other oils. Winners of over 900 NASCAR 100-mile-plus races since 1970. More than all the other brands combined. New 76 NASCAR High Performance Motor Oil.
1: Our best just got better. Now available at auto parts stores displaying the '76 NASCAR sign.
12: Hi, I'm Daryl Waltrip. You know, nowhere else will you find as many quality name brand parts as you will at Western Auto and Parts America. In fact, they have over hundred thousand quality parts available at all times and always at everyday guaranteed low prices. Hey, tell them all about it. You got it, Daryl.
2: Now you can get a $3.60 rebate whenever you buy a case of Texaco Haviland Motor
12: Oil from any participating Western Auto or Western Auto's Parts America store. More parts for the money, less money for the parts, and tell what? them ODW sent you
3: getting ready for the restart for the final 10 laps of the Winston. The field formed up double file behind the Chevrolet Monte Carlo pace car. Now it is Bobby and Terry Labonte on the front row. Ricky Craven and Jeff Gordon in row two. Jimmy Spencer and Dale Jarrett in row three. Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Burton in row four. Remember Earnhardt told us via tape earlier didn't think you could start any further back than fifth or sixth and still win the event. Earnhardt is seventh as they get set to come to the green flag. Fans on their feet. 10 laps,
4: 200,000 dollars to the winner. Here come the Labonte brothers leading us to the green flag. Down to the line. Green flag goes in the air. Ten lap shootout. It's become so famous in the Winston as they go down to turn number one. Nobody can pull out the pass. They're exactly door to door just like they started as they hit the corner.
1: Bobby Labonte has the inside lane. Brother Terry to the outside. Now Terry gets a nose out in front. Bobby pulls even again in the corner. Down to the inside. Ricky Craven to make it three wide off turn two. Craven dives to the inside of the racetrack but Bobby Labonte cuts him off. Down the back straight away and Terry Labonte takes the lead. Here's Jeff Gordon now for second. Side by side with Bobby Labonte as they race off turn four.
3: Jeff Gordon zips around the outside. He will go to second spot now as they come down to the start finish line. Nine laps to go. Terry Labonte, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte and Jimmy Spencer now. They race for
1: third. Spencer making a challenge to the outside of Bobby Labonte. This again for the third spot while up front Jeff Gordon is putting the pressure on Terry Labonte. Breaking down to the inside. Gordon now up alongside for the lead. Side by side for the lead of the Winston. Down the back straight away. Terry Labonte hangs it out to the outside of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon is on the inside. They're still dead even through the corner. Now Gordon takes the lead.
4: Terry stands in the throttle, tries to stay door-to-door, then tried to duck underneath Gordon, but Gordon grabs the lead. Terry drops back to second. Bobby is third. Fourth is Jimmy Spencer. Real scramble for fifth in turn one.
1: Side by side with Craven down on the inside of the racetrack. He's racing with Dale Jarrett for the fifth spot, and Dale Earnhardt right behind, waiting for a Lane to open up. Front four, though, or nose to tail, headed to three. Still double wide for fifth. Ricky Craven on the inside of the racetrack. Now field the heat from Dale Earnhardt. They touch as they enter the corner, and Dale Jarrett scoots out to grab the fifth position and locks it tight off turn four.
3: Rusty Wallace has
1: just gone to the garage. A
3: puff of smoke from his machine on the restart. He had been reporting possible engine problems earlier in the evening.
1: Jeff Gordon, three car lengths on the Labonte brothers to one. Further back, Dale Earnhardt picks off a spot, finally getting by. Ricky Craven, he's now up to six. Now Craven feeling the threat from Mark Martin. Martin trying to get by down to the inside as he exits two. Mark Martin's Ford falls back in line as the race down down the back straightaway. Meanwhile, up front, no challenge for Jeff Gordon. Terry Labonte again tries to hang it out to the top of the banking. Bonnetby, Labonte back in third.
4: Six laps to go to complete the Winston as they come down to the line. Jeff Gordon opens up a lot of daylight right now, and he's going to open up even more. Uh, Joe Moore down in turn number one if the Labonte brothers race door to door.
1: like They were about to go at it for a moment. Now they settle down single file realizing they've got to try to trace down the race leader, Jeff Gordon. Further back, Jimmy Spencer hangs on to fourth with Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt behind him. Dale Jarrett now taking a look to the top of the banking as Jimmy Spencer eases his machine into the turn. Dale Earnhardt, meanwhile, dives down to the bottom, trying to root out Dale Jarrett. He'll move to the inside off the
3: fourth corner. Challenge for second, challenge for fifth. Bobby Labonte tries to get around Terry Labonte. Dale Earnhardt
1: tries to get around Dale Jarrett, but for Jeff Gordon, five laps to go. He's in one. Here's a race for fifth now. Earnhardt's going to open the lane down to the inside of Dale Jarrett. He'll pick off the spot closer to the front. Here's Bobby Labonte to the inside of brother Terry for second. The side-by-side brothers race down the back straightaway, Bobby Labonte gets the edge as he races into turn number three. Terry Labonte looks at the top of the banking. Now tries to root him out at the bottom of the racetrack. Nothing doing. Bobby Labonte holds on to second.
4: Well, that draft worked a whole lot better a little earlier in the race here in the evening when Bobby Labonte was leading Terry. Now will it work enough to get up there and catch Jeff Gordon? They're back in one. Terry
1: couldn't close in on Jeff Gordon. Now let's see if maybe Bobby could do it. He was fast in the last segment. For now, he's about ten car lengths behind the race leader exiting turn two. But Jeff Gordon is so smooth off the second corner. lets it drift to the outside wall now coming into turn number three. Gordon plants it right down on the bottom of the racetrack. He's glued to the inside as the Brothers Labonte try desperately to grapple their way to the front. To the start finish
3: line. Blasts Jeff Gordon now with three laps to go in the Winston trying to win the event for the
1: second time in three years. He took it in 95. He heads for one. Dale Earnhardt back in the fifth position now will take over fourth. He goes down on the inside and Jimmy Spencer grabs that spot. He's trying to close in and get a piece of this race for the win. Meanwhile Spencer tries to battle back as they head down the back straightaway. Spencer drag races side by side with Earnhardt as they race into the corner. Dale Earnhardt is forced up to the top of the banking. Spencer's on the inside. Meanwhile, Gordon heads off turn four back to start finish. Jeff
4: Gordon come down to the line and he now has an advantage of a full second over the Labonte brothers. That will be Bobby and Terry. That scrambled for fourth place. It's a dandy in turn one. This
1: time it's Jimmy Spencer holding the inside lane with Earnhardt up high, but Earnhardt drives it really deep into turn one. Gets the nose of his Chevy out in front of Jimmy Spencer. Spencer, though, will pull even again as a exit two. Spencer riding the camel hard down the back straightaway side by side for fourth with Dale Earnhardt. Gives Spencer the position. Dale Jarrett meanwhile moves to the top side of Earnhardt. As off the corner Jeff Gordon races back to the start finish line for the white flag. Gotta
4: take a miracle this time. The white flag to catch the leader as he works his way back into one. Let's follow Jeff Gordon to turn two. Jeff Gordon
1: has a 15 car link lead over Bobby Labonte. Labonte in the second spot with a five car link lead over brother Terry Labonte. They're off turn two for the final time. Gordon is flawless down the back straightaway. Eases it out to the outside wall, now tiptoes into turn number three, drifts down to the bottom of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon glued to the inside, groove, races off turn four, back to the checkered flag. From the
3: last row on the starting grid to the lead and victory lane, Jeff Gordon wins the 13th running of the Winston, 15 car lengths over Bobby Labonte. It'll be Terry Labonte finishing third, looks like Dale Earnhardt nips Jimmy Spencer for fourth. Spencer will come away with a top five finish, but how about Jeff Gordon coming from the back to the front twice in the 30-lap segments, then scrambling past Bobby Labonte and Terry Labonte over the final 10 laps for the
5: win. Let's go to his pit. Ray, Everingham here, getting all excited with this crew. We should get a word with him here in a second. The Rainbow Warriors
3: uh, having a big celebration on pit road, a $207,500 payday for Jeff Gordon. He was pretty awesome in the Winston tonight. We'll talk to him in Victory Lane in a
2: moment. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford lately?
3: The 13th running of the Winston, the all-star race at the Charlotte Motor Speedway is history. Jeff Gordon is in victory lane. Gordon starting the race 19th, running to third at the end of the first 30-lap segment, restarting 16th, getting up to fourth at the end of the second 30 laps, and then from fourth to first, just a couple of laps into the final 10-lap sprint and pulling away for a one-second victory over Bobby Labonte. We'll hear from the race winner in a moment. Let's go hear from Bobby Labonte now. He is with the uh, Winston Kelly.
6: Bobby, kind of a roller coaster ride for the three segments the car was awesome the second one pretty strong the third one but just not enough for jeff
5: Gordon.
14: no i mean really really i was more um,
5: of a long run type person you know and i'm not much of a short run person
14: but we got the car as good as i can make it but i got a little too loose there at the end uh, coming off a of two and they got by me and then i you know by then it was too late i really couldn't catch nobody Barney was commenting
6: during that one spin, you did one heck of a job keeping it from going out in front of traffic. Were you steering the car or just letting it go where it would go?
5: Well, I had practice earlier. I spun out yesterday, so uh,
1: I don't need no John Deere's to mow the grass. I can do it with my car.
6: That's the word
4: from Bobby Labonte as he came home in second. Well, they made it work for him, not a bad finish at all. Right now, let's hear from Terry Labonte.
5: Well, Terry Labonte comes across third today. He had a good run with his brother for a while, but not enough for Jeff. No, it sure
6: wasn't. We were were off a little bit. We were real loose at the start of the race. I guess we just over-adjusted our car. We were way too tight the second segment. Backed up from that a little bit and was still too tight there at the end. But, uh,
5: uh, way goes. Good run for Texas Terry Labani. He comes across third.
3: Terry Labonte had fallen all the way back to last in the first segment then uh, held his spot at the front of the line in the second segment but was unable to score the win. Finishing third, though, tonight. And uh, a good effort for Terry Labonte, but you can tell by the tone in his voice that uh, he was not going to be happy with anything less than a victory in this race. Let us go back down to the garage as we wait on hearing from Jeff Gordon in victory lane, see if we can get a word with either the fourth or fifth place finishing drivers, Dale Earnhardt or uh, Jimmy Spencer. Let's try for Dale Earnhardt first. Yeah,
6: Dale Earnhardt walking along back to his uh, car.
13: Dale, you had a good car there in the first segment. Not too bad in the second one. Talk about your run. Well, we had a great race car tonight. It just in you know, a track position was a the thing there at the end, and you will come from seventh to fourth, and, and as competitive as the guys got in that last segment, is pretty good. But you know, Gordon, he he was a man tonight. He got his car right, and uh, I got to hand it to Larry and the guys on this uh, Wheaties car, a good wrench Chevrolet. It it worked great, and uh, the, well, I think we got something for him, six hundred miles, and we'll work with it a little more in tune with it. I think we can even make it better, and. Uh, you know we, we had a good race car tonight and it was a great race for the fans the fans enjoyed it so there's a lot of passing a lot of racing so we give them their money's worth tonight even though it wasn't a win is this the momentum builder that the team's looking for well definitely you know if we're, we're hitting on things and we're making things work and uh, we're not just changing and, and and not having results we're getting results and we're working with the car and the, the guys are working great together so it's coming together larry McReynolds just super to work with and you know, I hope everything keeps on the, on the course it is because we're just getting better all the time. Well,
6: with the team getting better, bad news for the rest of the competition. Dale Earnhardt comes home for it.
4: No question
8: that they are getting there, so to speak. Let's go down to victory lane. Well, a big smile on Jeff Gordon's face
14: from 19th to the bank. Well, I tell you what, first thing I said to RJ Reynolds, guys, I said, Show me the money. (laughs) We got it. Uh, We won the one that really counted. Uh, I tell you what, we're going to paint this Dupont Chevrolet a different color uh, every race because every time we paint it different, I tell you what, it comes into victory lane. I want to thank Universal Studios for for making this uh, a successful night. but First of all, i got to thank uh, DuPont Automotive Fish. They're, uh, they're a great company, and uh, you got to take their hat off to them to allow us to paint this car up different because it looks so good in those rainbow colors. Tell us about the first segment. Well, the first segment, I drove in the first turn and said, well, let's see what we got. And, man, that thing was awesome. It stuck like glue, and I just put the hammer down and tried to get as far forward as I could. I had no idea I'd get all the way up to third and you know everything just kind of went our way caution felt the right time just as we were passing some guys and uh, you know I tell you tonight could not have worked out any better I I told you earlier I wanted to be in the top five for that last uh, segment I started fourth on the outside was the best place to be didn't get a very good start but luckily uh, the Labonte brothers were up there racing and gave me uh, me a great boost to to get up there and catch them I tell you gotta take my hat off to Ray and all the guys uh, on this DuPont team they set that car up so perfect there at the end and uh also gotta thank uh, uh rex stump we're gonna name this car t-rex because uh he's the one that uh that, that designed this car and everybody over at r&d at hendrick it's uh, a new design and boy it sure was awesome tonight
8: did it ever change in at all tonight uh
14: you know we uh we were a little bit tight in the first segment so we loosened it up and i got a little bit loose in the second segment so we just went halfway in between for the 10 lap segment and i tell you what that thing could not have been any more perfect it was awesome
8: uh, does your wife, uh, Brooke, have any uh, plans for this money?
14: Uh, I'm sure we can find someplace to put it. Uh, i got to say hey to, uh, to Rick Hendrick if he's listening at home. I got all excited over there. I was supposed to say hello to him uh, on TV, but uh, I tell you what, uh, he, he, he's just an awesome individual and uh, so happy to have him uh, as our car owner, and uh, God's certainly blessing him right now, and I hope everybody out there continues to support the one 800 marrow 2 number.
8: Well, I'm sure this put a smile on his face. Jeff Gordon wins the 1997 Winston. And a big payday for Jeff Gordon.
3: $207,500 in winning the 13th running of the All-Star Race. More from the drivers who competed in tonight's event in a moment. Back at Charlotte, continuing to chat with some of the top finishers in tonight's running of the Winston, Jimmy Spencer came up with a fine fifth-place finish this evening. Let's get a word from Jimmy.
5: Well, I'll tell you what, if Jimmy Spencer had been as fast on the track as he was changing clothes, he'd have won this thing. Jimmy, not a bad finish,
17: fifth place. Not really, Tony. Uh, I owe it all to Donnie and the guys. Peter his whole motor department of pro motors, did a heck of a job on the motor. I mean, I lost some horsepower. We just had the car off a little bit. We were a little too tight off the corners, and if you're tight off the corners, it really kills your straightaway speed, and... Uh, That's Scottish, you know. I had a great race there with Dale, and the rascal whipped me at the end, you know. That's typical Dale Earnhardt, you know. He did a great job and raced me as clean as he could, but I sure wish that was for first and second. Is there anything you can learn in this short race to take next week to the 600? Well, it's a short race, but you still learn a lot, you know what I'm saying? It's a situation where... uh... Even though it was 10 laps at the end, you sort of adjust your car for that. But those twin 30-lap segments, it's getting close to a pit stop run there. So I think a lot of guys learned a lot. I know we learned a lot tonight. And uh, we think we're going to be use, We know we're going to use all that for next week, coming back to the 600, because uh, it's the same car we're bringing back. That's Jimmy Spencer. He finished his fifth
4: here tonight. Let's get down to Winston Kelly.
6: Well, we hope to get a comment with Dale Jarrett in just a moment. I believe that uh, Jim Phillips was trying to catch up with Mark Martin, so we should have a comment from them in just a moment.
3: Mark finishing sixth and Dale Jarrett finishing seventh in tonight's running of the Winston. Members of the media covering the race who voted the Goody's Headache Award of $1,500 to Ernie Irvin, who is one of three drivers who fell by the wayside in the race. Ernie falling from fourth position out of the event at lap 18 with uh, an engine problem on his machine. $250 also goes to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, from Goody's Headache Powders and Tablets in the name of Ernie Irvin as the Goody's Headache Award winner of this evening. Let's go back downstairs, see if we can get an update from uh, either Mark Martin or Dale Jarrett. Jim Phillips.
8: Well, we'll get a word with uh, Mark and Walt uh, right now. Mark Martin. Uh, Mark Barney commented, uh, Mark's got a good car, but looks like he's got his hands full out there. Is that where it was from the driver's seat? Well,
18: I just never did have good track position. You know, uh, we uh, you know we were in fifth or something in that first segment. Um, it was a good run. And then uh, we just couldn't get restarted there on the second one I got in a bad lane and you know they invert this thing and it's just you know it's a race for it's a race for the fans it's not really designed for uh typically the fastest car to to win unless you've got a car like Jeff Gordon has where you know you could win uh with one hand tied behind your back as fast as he was tonight but you know for anyone else to come from the back to the front is just uh just about impossible and You know, I'm happy with my car. We had a good car. If we were racing 600 miles, uh, we could be a contender to win. But you
8: still want to keep that momentum up, I'm sure.
18: Well, you know, hey, winning's better than anything else. And uh, we sure have enjoyed it. And uh, we've got a good race car and a good race team. And uh, we don't need to pick up the pace to win the 600. What we had here tonight was a good enough piece. It just takes a whole lot longer than 30 laps or or 10 laps to get the job done with with what we had. uh, uh, But... You know, Jeff Gordon was the class of the field. We couldn't, couldn't have done anything with him. But does it bother you that they're that strong going into the 600? Well, there's nothing I can do about it. So, uh, you know, it, uh, why should I let it? Uh, you know, things are the way they are. And uh, we've got a great race team, and we've done a good job with our car. We had a fast car tonight. We didn't tear it up. We'll bring it back uh, Sunday, and uh, maybe Jeff Gordon will break. That's Mark Martin.
3: Mark finishing sixth tonight. Dale Jarrett, the seventh-place finisher, won the first 30-lap segment. Looked like he was going to be a player in the outcome of this thing, but just never could seem to get up there and take another shot at the lead. Let's get a word from Dale.
6: DJ, your car was awesome the first segment, and then the next two that wasn't bad, but not quite as strong as some of the others. Talk about your run.
15: Yeah, uh, it, those guys got time to go, and they win. And we, as good as we were the first segment, the 24 car was still running us down and, and almost caught us coming from the back of the pack. So shows how strong he was uh, you know, I think there's just a, an advantage to the GM cars right now. There's, there's no way that we should have less spoiler with our Thunderbird. And, uh, you know, right now that's what we're having to race against. And hopefully NASCAR will take a look at it. You know, I don't want to gripe and complain. I know that fans are tired of hearing about stuff like that. But we do want to fight and chance and be able to at least think that when we come here next week that uh, we've got a shot at winning the race. And uh, this was a brand-new car and ran awfully well, but uh, we'd like to see things even up a little.
6: How about is this the same car you will run
15: next weekend? We'll have to talk about that. I know this is what these guys, or at least Todd wants to run. It is a really good race car, uh, but the car I've won both my races uh, with this year is sitting over at the shop uh, ready to go, and same car that won the 600 last year. So we're going to have to have a little discussion and see about that.
6: Still able to manage a smile. Dale Jarrett comes home in seven. And Dale Jarrett for his seventh
3: place run tonight. $73,000, fifty grand for winning the first 30-lap segment plus the seventh place money. So still not a bad payday for Dale and the Robert Yates team this evening. Back at Charlotte in the aftermath of the Winston, the searchlights chasing the night sky here in Charlotte, letting everybody know that the uh, big deal happened here tonight. It was a big deal. i tell you what, especially those 30, first 30 laps of the race, they were just spectacular.
4: Yeah, you're not going to see any better racing than we saw in those first 30. We kept expecting a lot of guys to get together, and we only had the one incident, and Bobby Labonte spun out coming off turn number four. And what a whale of a comeback he makes to recover from that and end up finishing in second position in the overall Uh, The last 10-lap segment, good run for him. It was just a good race all night long. And as as the drivers have said, this is for the fans. I think they've enjoyed all the segments. the racing a little bit better in that first 30-lap segment than it was in the the second one. But overall, it was good racing here tonight and leading up to the 600. As we said, Mark Martin kind of put it into perspective, I guess, best just a moment ago when he said, you know, we got beat. And uh, the way Jeff Gordon ran here tonight, there was nobody that was going to deal with him in the last 10 laps. Yeah, absolutely and just back up to second
3: Barney to your comments about Bobby Labonte because that's the jumping off point for you and I to select the Raybestos Break of the Race Award winner $500 to Racing for Kids Magazine from Raybestos Brakes in the name of the driver getting a good break or bad break and we discussed this during the commercial break and decided that Bobby Labonte got an awfully good break when he did get bumped and spot on lap number 3 that he didn't get collected in a big way by a few other drivers.
4: Yeah and not only did he do a good job in uh, keeping the car pretty well under control instead of letting it come back up in and bounce off the wall, maybe get right into traffic. He got a good break when the other drivers did some heads up driving also to keep from wrinkling up that car. I don't think anybody in the field tonight got a better break than Bobby did. So Bobby comes
3: back from a lap three spin to finish second in the Winston. $130,000 to him and $500 goes to Racing for Kids Magazine in the name of Bobby Labonte to promote education and reading from Ray Breaks, the official break of NASCAR the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award tonight.
8: Down to the garage. Let's uh, talk to Sterling Marlin here. Sterling, I know going into this race you had a good qualifying spot and you felt like you had a chance to win this but you had all the on the racetrack then what happened
16: well you know we run last night and run real good the car was really good and run six eight laps a day. and you know the weather was real hot and it was pretty good today and it's just like you got in a completely different race car when the race started we tried everything and just either loose or pushing just couldn't get no grip with the car so I don't know what went wrong, but, you know, well, last night we had a real good car. was fast as anybody, and as fast as anybody today, and when we started the race, it was terrible. So, uh, you know, just take the car home, take it apart, and see if something hadn't given or shock collapsed or something, and uh, just look it over. It's a good car. we run run real good with it before
8: with it. So, uh, I don't know. Just got to go to work. What was the difference in the, the first segment like
7: the second segment?
16: Well, it was real tight in the first segment, and uh, then the second segment was loose and tight. I mean, that's hard to fix. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's about drive up, on you about swap ends, and it was terrible. I ain't never had one that bad here, but and and we've been in a truck trying to figure out what we're gonna do. So, uh, back up twelve, a punt, I guess. But man, I ain't never. It's uh, it was
8: terrible. Are you gonna bring it back for the 600? Are you gonna think about another car?
16: <laughs> I don't think it's a car. I think it's something that we've overlooked, or something's broke on it, or something that I mean, this car has is, is run third in Atlanta. And, and run it here one time, run top five with it here. It's a good car. So, uh, like I said, just look at the shocks, uh, the ratchet or something, maybe a, uh, broke a spring again or something, but uh, it was it was a handful.
8: It looked like it. Sterling Marlin.
3: A couple times where Sterling was pretty lucky to bring that car back with all the quarter panels on it. It was a handful for him to drive. He's not exaggerating at all, at least from where we stood and watched it. And uh, Sterling kind of fortunate to come up with a 14th place finish here tonight and have that car in one piece. Yeah, I think uh, he hit it on the nail when he said we're going to dismount and regroup and fight on foot. Yeah. it's going to take. Let's go back down to the garage. Uh, I believe Tony Rizzuti and Winston Kelly looking to catch up with a couple of more drivers uh, for us. Let's start with Tony.
5: Alan, I've caught up with Ricky Rudd. Ricky, a ninth place finish. Probably not what you wanted, but as an owner and a driver, at least the car comes back in one piece. Well, I, I would have rather have had a bent up race car and be sitting there in Victor Lane. I'd trade that any night, but we just didn't have it together tonight. Uh, guys worked real hard. We We fought a front end push. We never could get the car to turn the corner like we needed to, and We're not really sure. This is the first time we ran the Fords at Charlotte with the reduced rear spoiler, and I think we just missed it on the aero package tonight. I think just about all the Fords did and never could get it hooked up. Like I said, just fought a front-end push, and we threw everything at it on those intermissions but never did find anything that would work. That's Ricky Rudd, driver of the Tide Ford. And over to Winston Kelly. Well, Ricky
6: Craven came home victorious the first time, getting congratulations from a lot of folks, including his engine builder, Randy Dorton. Ricky, your impressions of the first time you've been in the Winston?
10: Uh, I'm ready for another one. I mean, this is great. It, sure, sure can't wait for that first win, but uh, knowing that you'll be in the Winston for a while is a little extra incentive. This is as much fun as I've had in a long time, and honestly, uh, the way the year had gone, I needed to have some fun again. Ha- haven't had a lot of fun, and uh, it was great for confidence. It was great for the team, for the morale of the team. They've worked hard. They haven't given up at all, and, you know, the results show tonight. How about your car in the different segments? How did it handle, and what kind of changes, adjustments did you make? Well, the car was very consistent, and it was good. We we weren't perfect, and we kept trying to search for perfect. But, you know, we ran a 50-lap race, a 30-lap race, another 30, and 10. And that's asking an awful lot of a car to be good or great in all, five, all four segments. I felt like the second segment, we were very good, as good as anybody. Uh, the third segment, I got to run on them. Going into uh, coming off a of two and and uh, we were three wide, got my tires dirty and that, that hurt me. But it was a go for it type race and ten laps to go, I was just happy to have a chance. He won the Winston Open and came home with a strong
6: 8th in the Winston. Ricky Craven in the Budweiser Chevrolet. $57,000 payday
3: for Ricky Craven tonight from winning the Winston Open and finishing 8th in the Winston. Back to wrap it up at Charlotte next. Back at Charlotte, the running of the Winston is over for this evening. The victory lane celebration for Jeff Gordon continues down there. A big celebration for a big win for Jeff Gordon. Some $207,500 worth. Let's take a look at the finishing order from tonight's race.
4: Jeff Gordon is the winner, finishing second is Bobby Labonte, running third in the event tonight is Terry Labonte, Dale Earnhardt comes home fourth, Jimmy Spencer fifth, sixth to Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett finished seventh, eighth will go to Ricky Craven, ninth will go to Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott finished tenth, eleventh will go to Jeff Bodine, Ward Burton twelfth, thirteenth to Jeff Burton, Sterling Marlin finished fourteenth, fifteenth to Kyle Petty, Michael Waltrip sixteenth, seventeenth to Darrell Waltrip, eighteenth to Rusty Wallace, Ernie Irvin, who was not running at the end of the event, will finish 19th, and Bobby Hamilton make up the top 20. Six lead changes among,
3: uh, excuse me, eight lead changes among six drivers, only one caution flag in the uh, 70 laps of the Winston that at lap three when Bobby Labonte was tapped out of traffic and uh, eventually got away okay, though a very close call. Ernie Irvin, Jeff Burton, and Jimmy Spencer doing a nice job to miss. Bobby Labonte spinning down the main straightaway, and Bobby coming back for a second-place finish in the Winston. Gordon started 19th, was up to 3rd by the end of the first 30-lap segment, restarted 16th, was up to 4th by the end of the second 30 laps, and then went from 4th to 1st in the first two laps of that final 10-lap sprint to the, to the win, and it is Jeff Gordon in victory lane in the 13th running of the Winston. This event uh, tonight, just the beginning of a very busy week of racing here at Charlotte. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series teams check back into the Speedway on Wednesday. Bush Pole qualifying for next weekend. 600 is Wednesday night, about 7 o'clock in the evening here. And the NASCAR Busch Series also going to be here at Charlotte next week. Before they do that, though... Tomorrow, Nazareth, Pennsylvania, and the Core State's Advantage 200 live on Motor Racing Network. Yes, we're on the airplane early in the morning and up to the five-turn mile. I look forward to bringing you uh, that event. Elliot Sadler and Todd Bodine in the front row. Randy the Joy won the race last year. He's going to start eighth. It's always an exciting race at that racetrack. It's one of those compromised speedways where you can't get a car to handle good in all five turns which means there's a lot of passing usually in races up there, and we look forward to uh, bringing you that 200-miler from Nazareth tomorrow at 1245 Eastern Time. Should be a good one.
4: Yeah, we are looking at some of the qualifying up there, very tight qualifying, good field of cars also.
3: Also happening tomorrow, if you're here in the Charlotte area, maybe listening to us as you're leaving the Winston tonight, there's going to be a charity softball game in Concord, North Carolina, at Frank Lisk Park. It is called the Rick Hendrick Charity Softball Spectacular. It starts at 1 in the afternoon, including several Sandlot softball games and a home run derby featuring... Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, uh, Brett Bodine, Ray Evernham, Andy Graves, Gary DeHart, Jack Sprague, several others. Jeff Bodine going to be there. It is a charity, all to benefit uh, some uh, various charities, obviously, including the Leukemia Drive that uh, the Hendrick team has been very strong on. Tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock, at Franklisk Park in Concord, North Carolina, if you're in the area, a $5 donation to get into the event will make you eligible for some drawings of NASCAR merchandise and that kind of thing that they will give away during the event tomorrow. After the events next weekend here in Charlotte, Motor Racing Network picks up the NASCAR Winston Cup Series at the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware, beginning on Friday, May 30th, with Bush Pole qualifying for the Miller 500 and a special edition of NASCAR Live that same evening presented by McDonald's. Hope you can be with us on Friday, May 30th. Saturday, May 31st, the Goodwrench Delco 200 for the NASCAR Busch Series, and then uh, two weeks from tomorrow, it is the Miller 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in Dover, Delaware, and hope you'll call the Monster Mile ticket office and make your plans to be with us the NASCAR Bush Series and NASCAR Winston Cup Series at the Monster Mile. A couple of weeks from now, it'll be Pocono, Pennsylvania for the Pocono 500, then the weekend of June 13th, 14th, and 15th, got the NASCAR Bush Series in South Boston, Virginia on Friday night the 13th, 745 Eastern on MRN Radio, and we'll be at Michigan International Speedway Friday afternoon for Bush Pole Qualifying, and then on Sunday for the Miller 400. also be with you from Fontana, California, and the opening of the new California 500 on Sunday, June the 22nd, we hit the halfway point of the NASCAR Winston Cup season in day Tona Beach, Florida, for the Pepsi 400 on Saturday, July 5th. All of those events upcoming on MRN Radio. And a reminder that next weekend, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is on at I-70 Speedway in Odessa, Missouri. For the Western Auto Parts America 200, the NASCAR Truck Network at 345 Eastern Time. With coverage, the NASCAR Truck Network, a division of MRN Radio. It's been an interesting night here at Charlotte. Ricky Craven wins the Winston Open. Jeff Gordon comes from the back of the pack to win the 13th running of the Winston. And Barney for a full moon, kind of a steady and stable night, not maybe quite as wild as we expected, but still uh, a very exciting evening and a big payday for Jeff Gordon.
4: Yeah, it wasn't quite as wild and woolly as you would normally expect under a full moon, but everybody got their money's worth. I think everybody went away happy, and we saw a great show, and as you say, there's some great racing coming up here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway next week, and in fact, for the next five or six weeks, we're going to be very, very busy. Yeah, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series hitting a very tough summer stretch, and MRN Radio will be
3: there with you as they work their way across the country, back and forth, and up and down throughout the summer months. I want to thank Sherry Smith for her help this evening in scoring and statistics, and also the voices you heard on our coverage from here in Charlotte, Joe Moore and Fred Armstrong for their excellent work in the corners, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti, who dealt with the drivers and teams on Pitt Road and in the garage area. We wish a happy birthday to the president of MRN Radio and our executive producer, John McMullen. Because he's the boss, we're not allowed to call him an old fool on the air, but we'll say happy birthday to him. And to you, we say join us tomorrow at 1245 Eastern Time. We'll be in Nazareth, Pennsylvania, for the core state's advantage, 200 for the NASCAR Busch Series. Thanks for being with us tonight. Talk to you tomorrow afternoon. For Barney Hall, Alan Bestwick saying so long from Charlotte, where Jeff Gordon has won the Winston.
2: MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the official break of NASCAR by Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Check out the Sears Die Hard website at mrnnet.com for details. By Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevy, the cars more champions trust. By Western Auto and Parts America, the official auto parts store of NASCAR. By Moog Chassis Parts. Moog Parts are the only chassis parts officially licensed by NASCAR. By 76 Products, makers of NASCAR our high-performance motor oil by Pontiac Motor Division and the all-new Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac. Wider is better by True Value. Help is just around the corner at True Value. The official hardware store of NASCAR. By First Brands Corporation. Makers of SDP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher. The official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport. Drink it up. By Brewery Fresh Budweiser, who reminds you, fresh beer tastes better. By Quaker State. The motor oil that exceeds the highest standards in North America for engine protection. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse. When it comes to home improvement, Lowe's Nose by Wix Filters, used by more NASCAR race teams. Wix Filters for NASCAR and your car. And by World Championship Wrestling. Don't miss the slandery pay pay-per-view on Sunday, May 18th at 7 p.m. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Assistant General Manager, Mark Williams. Marketing Services, Stephanie Ellis. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Marzello and Peter Giorgio, Engineers, Harry Howard and Vince Marzello. Remote Operations, David Brandt. Production Assistant, Sandy Good. Michelle Tomlinson and Robin Van de Graaff. Website Producer, Cameron Smith. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.
0: If you're struggling with a drug or alcohol addiction, now is the time to take action and get professional help. Call Recovery Centers of America at 1-800-941-2358. You are worthy of recovery from your addiction, and calling RCA will be the first step in getting the help you need. Recovery Centers of America answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, and because safety is a top priority, all patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Their expert team of physicians and medical professionals will treat you with compassion and dignity and provide an evidence-based treatment plan that's custom tailored to your specific needs. Recovery Centers of America has detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. And many of their treatment centers are in network with insurance providers. So RCA's best-in-class inpatient and outpatient care, which is offered both in-person and via teletherapy, is affordable and accessible. Make this the year you conquer your addiction. Call one 800 948 800-941-2358, 800-941-2358.